0: One, two, three, not only you and me, got 180 degrees and I'm caught in between counting. One, two, three, eat a pun every day, I'm down with
1: three feet,
2: everybody else, oh, okay. come. Hello, welcome to the quarter to three movie podcast for our three by three of uh, dumb ghost tricks. My name is Tom Chick, I am here to discuss this with Christian Mikrolsky.
3: Uh, I would like to be known as um, Vince Clortho.
2: And the author of this month's 3x3, Kelly Wand. Uh, what do you get when
0: you goose a ghost? A handful of sheet. I think I've already done that. but
2: <laughs> mm. <this laughs> it's, new to me. it's
0: appropriate. But forget I didn't do it before.
2: Well, Kelly Wand, before we get into this 3x3, I need to know what movie you watched this week. You're going to be excited
0: because I watched The Shallows and then went, I don't want to talk about this shit. Right, And then I
2: watched... That is the correct reaction, though. No, go ahead. Yeah, that's my review of it. <laughs> the thing about Shallows, uh, come on, this is the guy that did Orphan. Really? Yeah, one killer Sarah. He did, you know, the uh, Waxhouse thing with Paris Hilton, then he did Orphan, and then he's done a bunch of things with Liam Neeson, including Run All Night, which is really good, and you guys don't believe me and won't I've watch it. I've seen it. it. But uh, yeah, the guy who did Orphan does Shallows. <laughs> Whatever. The cinematography is beautiful. It's an amazing looking movie. Well, I, I mean, I yeah, you just go down to that location. You don't have to go anywhere else. Yeah, if you just shoot like a beautiful the sh- beach, sure, yeah. No, but, I mean, considering that's all
0: he had to do, there's a lot of cool, like, it's a weird looking beach. It looks like the the raft beach almost, like in that short story, The Raft. Like, the water's really colorful <laughs> and weird. And I like the shark. It really hated her. The shark's like fucking Blake Lively.
2: Hey, we're talking about the shallows. Is that was that not your? Right, no, 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 no. Check this out. You're gonna love this. All
0: right. so I was like, oh, shallows, great, thanks, Tom. And then wait, wait, I why watched. are you
2: blaming me for watching the shallows? I don't know. I, I thought I you said them. what? You go. Blake Lively's in a bikini for all of it, and I'm like, eh, hey, she's, she's not like, in a bikini. She's in a, a latex like uh, surfer suit. And B, yeah. Uh, right. I'm not sure I'm... they're way better. There's Just way injured. better Blake lively, even like you guys should see that age of Adeline thing. She's amazing in that. And she doesn't even <laughs> have to like wear skin tight outfits. I don't like the premise of that movie. I know, but if she was
0: stuck at a weird age. It'd be more interesting, but she's stuck at a, I'm a hot 26 year old my whole life. Boo. Oh, what a curse I have. Oh. No, no. Fuck. See
2: it. No, see it. See it. See it. Really? Yeah, yeah. I like Age of Adeline a lot. She
0: but, keeps hurting
2: herself in The Shallows,
0: so it's not really fun to watch her bruise and scream.
2: There is a lot of like
0: wound management. Yeah, yeah. She keeps doing it. All right, anyway. we're talking about
2: The Shallows. Here we go. <laughs> no, no.
0: <laughs> All right, we this? just say the title, and okay. then you can. I watched Beyond the Black
2: Rainbow. Finally, um, finally. Yeah. All right. Is, is uh, that it's very is, not dingus? Very I was going to say, dingus. is that movie for dingus? And if uh. not. Explain to Dingus why he shouldn't see it.
0: Jesus. It's just a, like a nightmare trance movie, which Dingus usually doesn't like anyway. Even if it, when it's a nice trance, but like,
3: uh, like <clears throat> along the lines of Enter the Void kind of trance.
2: No, no, that's no. Way, it's way less coherent.
3: All right. Yeah, yeah, oh, I had trouble
2: wow. following.
0: Uh, yeah, it doesn't want you to know what it's about. It's one of those movies where it's a puzzle, and it doesn't even care if you get it or not. So. You kind of – it's like you'll be sitting there kind of irritated at it. And I, it's one of those movies where it got really bad reviews when it first came out. And then people eventually like, yeah, actually it's cool because it looks amazing. And it's like a really original experiment. And you know the guy, his dad directed Tombstone and financed really? this movie. The Western? Yeah.
2: Oh. Yeah, the Western. So he comes dad- from
0: show business. That explains a lot. Right. Okay. Well, that's the thing that's how he he financed the movie is dvd residuals or something financed beyond the black rainbow you so mean it's his, one of those things like find his, out dad, his dad
2: gave it's him black. movie money
0: or he inherited it or something okay but look what he did with it like of all the things you, if your dad's gonna give you money at least make beyond the black rainbow right 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 and he said something like he he grew up in the 80s and there were like There were all these weird movies back in the 80s that he wasn't allowed to watch. So he would look at the covers and imagine what kind of movies they were. And Beyond the Black Rainbow was like what he imagined. Those movies were like,
2: and it's very clear yeah. watching it too. Is it is like if you're if you're our age and you grew up going to blockbusters and and one and being entranced by weird movie colors yeah. that are that are engineered to make like adolescent boys think, "Ooh, don't you want to watch this? Look how creepy, yeah. and scary, and weird." That are engineered to freak you out just by catching your yeah. eye. And this guy makes a movie based on that feeling. Yeah, yeah. He
0: doesn't try to explain stuff. Yeah. It's like a Cronenberg. It reminded me of the Cronenberg student film, uh, Crimes of the Future. I don't know if I ever made you watch. It's also kind of hard to follow. But I'm not
2: it's, all, it's all yeah. like. You don't like Cronenberg? I don't like Early Cronenberg. Like no, I don't. I, yeah. God,
0: how can you not, dude? What is wrong with you? <laughs> Especially if you like this, because this isn't that different. So it's interesting no, to be it's, no, later. No, no, no.
2: Early Cronenberg is so amateurish. Absolutely not. Like, Early Cronenberg early is just so student filmy to me. Uh, yeah
3: Oh. when you were talking well, so about uh, luring teenage boys to watch something all I could think of was Life Force
2: but yeah. Life Force, yeah like what was on the cover of Life Force like Life Force the actual content of Life Force has displaced any marketing efforts that were applied to me <laughs> to get to watch it uh,
0: <laughs> well and it wants Dingus to watch it well as Beyond the Black Rainbow is interested in marketing itself to Dingus <laughs> Life Force is Life Force is like let's trick Dingus with some TNA and Beyond the Black Grandpa's like nah, let's not let's just do this
3: mission accomplished let's
0: repel Dingus yeah it's what it's what I love movies where you can't tell if it's on Earth or not even though at the beginning there's a there's a numbers that say 1983
2: You're like <laughs> all, right. all right but on another planet where am I what who are these fuckers so, it's uh, so good. this guy uh, in it, it, so beyond the Black Rainbows like ten years ago, it's the only thing this guy has done. Uh, but yeah. in September, a movie, and all I know is it's got Nicolas Cage, and it's called Mandy, and that's his next movie. comes out in the oh. middle of September. Of He's course, like a glazer. It won't be in Germany until probably 2020 at some point, Kelly Wong. <laughs> so you won't get to see. It. Uh, well, I'll come. Ba- I'm coming back around then for a little bit. Say hey. Right. I- so, all right, we'll go check out Mandy then.
0: Yeah. It wasn't a rainbow though. The black rainbow and he says the phrase but it's just like black goo. Uh, never mind. It's a metaphor. I know, it's hard. I
2: to,
0: it's hard to talk about if you haven't seen it cuz it's just gibberish even if you do see it.
2: But it's the rainbow. thing is yeah, it's it's super stylish uh gibberish with a very specific like 80s flair to it. Uh, yeah. And way before like the sort of the it's not the Steven Spielberg nostalgia like Stranger Things '80s. It's not no. that stuff at all. Uh, it's the it's Wait, the Lynn thing. Special it's no Super of- Eight. It's no Super 8, and what? Kelly One, yeah, Midnight Special wishes it, it was like that. Like, it's definitely the—it's yeah. it's whatever passed for counterculture <laughs> in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, so—
0: But I do hate Stranger Things. I think it's totally overrated, and those characters blow, except for the one— There's one kid I like, like the the, the original douchey kid, Steve, I think is cool. Did you ever watch that?
2: <laughs> Speaking, by the way, of stra- of 80s nostalgia, Dingus, do you know who one of the adults is in the It uh, sequel because it Stephen King wrote the big dumb book and there's kids parts and then yeah. an adult part and the the movie that just came out with uh, William Skarsgård guard as the as the clown uh, is part one so part two is these kids grown up dingus do you know who the cast is of part two too many Sarsgards by the
3: way jeez no I have no clue
2: so one of the adults and I think it's the main character Bill Hader.
3: Really? Yeah, uh, I'm
2: so glad because oh. I think – I mean it seems like it's, it's – the thing's going to make all the money in the world, uh. and it's obviously a serious part. Uh, so I love that Bill Hader, that they thought of him as the lead for this huge blockbuster horror sequel.
3: Uh, I'm super well, happy I'll about see, that. I'll see anything he does now.
2: Yeah, except – yeah, like that seven-episode series, uh, Barrett on <laughs> HBO. Yeah, they never got an eighth episode.
3: Right exactly
2: dingus what's something not a tv show that you saw this week
3: oh it can't be a tv show
2: you know i guess it could these days i would accept a tv show okay
3: a netflix Uh, this is a movie called miracle mile do you guys remember saying this oh
2: fuck yeah of course
3: Okay. so i watched i watched miracle mile this week and um I really love this movie.
2: Yeah, I, I do. too. I, Speaking of, 80s. I remember.
3: My, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It's it's uh, it's 1988, um, and my friend Yuri is the one who introduced me to it, and I had a VHS copy of it. I might still have it, like in the garage. There's a
0: date movie. There's an ultimate date movie. <laughs> it's a really
3: good. It's such a good movie. It's about I, a date. I know. I figured it was not going to hold up at all. Um, oh, I've got I've got it in one of these red, um. Uh, red vhs uh, uh covers that clip shot that you buy that you w- that you used to buy at a blockbuster or some some video store used for like a dollar or something uh and i i freaking love this movie i really really love this movie and it's it's anthony edwards playing this this earnest dude who's running around town and he gets this weird telephone call that he doesn't quite know it, it's it you know it's the time of telephone booths not the full superman telephone booth but the augmented version with just, that was just like your torso that would just protect your torso for your call um he gets yeah, this call from some, like some guy in a in a silo yeah superman didn't like that uh, saying okay, this is really happening, and he thinks he's calling his dad, or we don't know if this is really happening or not but and we do uh, <laughs> I well, mean, we, well find out. we find out right right yeah at, yeah. at, at, at that particular time we don't right. know that right. but but then things start to fall apart uh and it's just such a great study um and especially cast against uh the 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 first purge movie um about of how things can so quickly fall apart uh, based on one person getting a weird call uh, about nuclear war happening and remembering how that felt back in the eighties, that that feeling that this could happen at any moment and how we've tried to revive that feeling now with North Korea, even though they're completely incompetent. Um, We've tried to revive that feeling of, Oh, let's all be really super scared because they could shoot us with a missile at any moment. Uh, But, there was a totally different feeling about that in the eighties, and him getting this call from this guy in this missile silo who thinks he's calling his dad and telling him it's happening right now, it's actually happening. This is happening. Does and
2: everything? Because I remember the uh, near the end, the the chaos on Central Boulevard scene, which was like where all their budget went. Does everything stem from him getting that phone call?
3: Yeah. Oh, it's, so it's like a viral comes thing. From like that.
2: he's the source. Of of all the information until the actual missiles arrive, he, well, he, but there's someone in the diner who confirms. Well, he goes right, in the right, diner right, right. and
3: he starts to talk about it. He gets this. But it's not, not like there's.
2: I, I remember the the the, the chaos scene. It it's not like it war. But there's no like newscasts or anything, right? Right. Because
0: right, right. uh, it's not enough to time. It's real time. He's like it's happening in like the next hour, and he's it, the only one who knows. And it, it doesn't do place that stupid thing day and
3: night. Yeah. There There is a newscast, but I don't know that it doesn't stem from what happens within the diner because there's there's a government official or a woman who works for a senator who is sitting there at the – at the diner and she gets on her enormous sneaker sized cell phone and calls the Senator <laughs> to find out what's going on. Thing is that's high uh, technology back then. That is, that is high technology. And I think everything, I think it's this whole weird domino effect that happens based on this one phone call. Okay. And that's what, what I love about this thing. It's, it's directed by this dude named Steve Jer- um, who directed Cherry 2000 before this. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. And, um, and I just love the way that the movie totally un- totally shows this this little area in Los Angeles unraveling as the as the world seems to be unraveling, but um, but Anthony Edwards' main <laughs> main goal is just to make sure this totally adorable Mayor Winningham gets to the chopper on time, uh, and everybody uh, that they meet like, well, let me bring somebody along. Let me bring some somebody, somebody along. Mike Heltie will will. Mike Kelty Williamson, who the guy who was uh, Bubba Gump in uh, Bubba in um, in Forrest Gump, uh, is in this as well. Uh, there's a ton of people in it that are that guy from
0: really Ghostbusters great. 2, That bald guy from Wayne's World, the guy who kind of jumps and screams at the end. That guy's in right.
3: It. There's there's a there's a bunch of people in that diner scene that you will you will recognize. Everybody in that. Denise time. Crosby is the. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, Denise Crosby, exactly. Very good, very good, very good. And uh, and I posted about this, but I can't remember the name. It's the the psychologist from Terminator, uh, the bald dude who who doesn't believe her. Um, Silverman, Doctor yeah, Silverman. Doctor Silverman is there. Uh, How's the
0: look? How's the knee? What does he say?
3: <laughs> um,
0: what did she say to him? Never mind. I love that so, movie, Dingus.
3: There's a ton of people in it. it it's j- it just it. It's just such a great. I mean, there's there's so many. I I really love watching 80s movies just to watch the cars sometimes, because the cars are just so weird looking. I mean, you see like you'll see a, you'll see like a pacer or a gremlin, um, and yeah. people are running across the tops of these cars, and just the way the cabs look then, and the way the stores look and the mannequins look, all those little things are just so great, and uh, and especially the way that the movie ends up ends up wrapping Uff. up. Um, because I even just, worse, I, I know I know somebody who uh, who visited Los Angeles recently who had never been here before and really wanted to go see the La Brea Tar Pits. And I don't really think much of that. It's kind of a, I think a kind of a, a chintzy museum, really. It um, kind, of, kind
0: stink of too.
3: And it's it like stinky black puddle. It, it smells like asphalt, really. I mean, it smells like freshly laid You're asphalt right. all the time. Um. <laughs> very good kelly uh but uh but there's there's that whole feeling of the of of the dinosaurs and us being buried in the liberated tar pits yeah. um love is eternal thingus. yeah um it is yeah very good i
0: so.
1: also like how the uh
0: like the divide all these stupid movies they always focus on the uh the breakdown psychologically and the people like this is the asshole who like night of the living dead kind of stuff where it's just the whole things like there's like the, there's always like one asshole in the group and the whole movie just becomes about them under his thrall till they finally get rid of him. Like by the end, you're like, oh, I've seen that before, but miracle right. miles way different dynamic. And you think it's going to be like that. And it's not, Sorry,
3: well, it's, it's got constant momentum, and and yeah, that's one that's, thing that I really love about it, and it like doesn't feel like – it doesn't feel random, and it doesn't feel forced. Uh, yeah. I, I just really, really like Miracle Mile, so that's what I watched this week.
2: All right. will uh, real quick, uh, just a public service announcement. You guys should see 8th grade. I haven't already told you, but I'm not going to talk about 8th grade. So uh, there's a fellow from North Carolina. Just like Kelly Wan's not going to talk about The Shallows, I'm not going to talk about 8th grade. Uh, there's a fellow from north carolina named uh jody hill who has worked with david gordon green he got his start uh i don't i don't know 10 15 years ago there's a movie called foot fist way uh where (laughs) danny mcbride plays a a karate instructor and i think probably it started with foot fist way but that kind of launched danny mcbride's career as the loud mouth uh asshole idiot who's actually really insecure, but is just super boisterous and is a jerk to everyone. Like That's Danny McBride's character, and, and with Jody Hill, he has carried this character forward through foot-fist-way as a karate instructor into uh, eastbound and down as a, a former baseball player, and now they're doing vice-principles, where he plays a vice principal. And part of the formula, as it's gone along, is he's got his uh, faithful sidekick. And throughout Eastbound and Down is a, a comic named Steve Little, who uh, plays Danny McBride's sidekick, and he's a long-suffering but devoted friend, and that's like a character that is a fixture of this kind of movie. But what they did in Vice Principles with Walton Goggins is they kind of made him an equal. Like Walton Goggins uh, is, is just, except with a very different kind of style, is just as much of an asshole as Danny McBride's character. So it kind of doubles in that. So their their latest joint, mm-hmm. Jody Hill with Danny McBride doing this same kind of formula, uh, this, this asshole character, uh, this time the milieu is uh, hunting and it's a movie called Legacy of a Whitetail Hunter. Wait, is it mm. White Deer Hunter? Shoot, I should look it up. I think it's just Legacy of a White tailed Deer. Yeah, it's the whole Legacy of a White Tailed Deer Hunter, and you'd never guess from the title. Like, it sounds like it's an earnest, like a river it runs. Sounds to like it or death
3: something. Death of a Death of a Sacred Deer.
2: Yeah, well, Killing, of, killing a of a Sacred Deer, deer. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. Um, but but it, it's it's definitely a comedy, and it's Danny McBride playing his normal asshole character. And he's got his faithful sidekick and his asshole character is named Buck Ferguson. And he's got like (coughs) some some web series or something where he's constantly doing uh, uh, little videos of him hunting. And his his little sidekick buddy is his cameraman. And the substance of the movie is he's finally taking his son, who is I guess 10, 12 years old, on his first hunt. Now, he's divorced and his son hasn't been raised by him. His son has been raised by Scoot McNary and Carrie Coon, uh, who are a much more sort of suburban, conventional couple. And the son isn't really that interested in hunting. So the dynamic here is, previously in these movies, uh, there have been kids. Because Foot Fist Way, he runs this karate School and, and there's little kids around who don't quite know what to make of them And even in Eastbound and Down, uh, he's got his brothers, his niece and I think nephews, uh, and he's around kids. And in, he's in school, in in vice principal or he's in school. He's also, and I don't know if this is maybe Danny McBride and Jody Hill having families, but he struggles with his own daughter. And the kid isn't just someone who's in the blast radius of him being an asshole. The kid is someone who he cares about. Uh, and it's his daughter in uh, Vice Principals, and there's some real heart there as he interacts with his daughter. What Legacy of a Whitetail Deer Hunter does is it makes the kid part and parcel of this asshole behavior – there's an amazing young actor named uh uh Montana Jordan. Boy, if that's it isn't a stage name, I don't know what is. And and he's like a little twelve year old kid who is so on board with that Danny McBride style of just being a loud mouth braggadocio and he's just the the kid is just great with danny mcbride so that's one of the two things that that this movie does as a twist on the formula is rather than the kid being a normal person subjected to this jerkish behavior the kid is party to it the kid is a real jerk and he doesn't want to be there the other thing that this movie does and here's the real selling point is that danny mcbride's character is not played by danny mcbride instead danny mcbride is the sidekick the long-suffering, faithful, loyal, companion cameraman. Danny McBride's character in this movie is played by Josh Brolin. And Josh Brolin is hilarious. Like doing that, he's like slightly bloated. You can tell he maybe took some time off working out for Cable and Thanos. Uh, and But but you could see this sort of insecurity in him. And, and he really wants his son to like him. And he really wants to show off for his son. And he's so completely crestfallen when it doesn't work. Um, it's such an endearing comedic performance. and. And it makes me like, you know, I've seen Josh Brolin playing the straight guy in these huge blockbusters lately. It's so refreshing seeing him do this little tiny indie movie that they probably spent know, two weeks shooting it in the woods uh, doing something completely different and actually acting and doing some comedic stuff. Uh, so that's what I saw this way uh, this this week. Legacy of a Whitetail Deer Hunter with Josh Brolin playing Danny McBride, and it's the latest Jody Hill movie. Huh. All right, and That's Kelly Wand, it's for you.
3: I believe it. He hadn't even he's, heard. he's bounded down. All I, I mean, because I watched a bunch of Archer. All I think about is that, because Archer is just totally obsessed with... Um, oh, God, what's Burt his Reynolds. name? Burt Reynolds, yeah.
2: Well, yeah. Uh, Burt Reynolds is not in Legacy of White Ted Hunter, I'm
3: afraid. Yeah, oh, what's okay. the
0: connection?
2: Why do you think of Burt, of
0: Archer when...
3: Because... Never mind. Eastbound and down. I mean, that's the front oh, the bandit. Right, right. Band. See?
2: right, oh. right. <laughs> I'm not sure that, the, that that's ever even addressed in the show. I had no idea why it was called Eastbound. I assumed it was a baseball term. Like, that's like in the, its third inning, and they're Eastbound and down. Like, that's one of the things that happens in a baseball game.
0: No, I think he does play it, for a West big league team, and he moves to the Southern, to like Florida or something. Isn't that Eastbound? <sighs> It's a Smokey
3: and the Bandit reference.
2: Oh, God. No, I know. But I'm I'm, I'm buffering it for Tom, because Tom doesn't know Yeah, I thought it was sports. I thought that was something that happens in, like, the seventh inning in baseball. Always know your audience, dingus.
3: It happens in the seventh inning of a hockey game, Tom.
2: Kelly Wand, what is this week's 3x3 for Pete's sake? I'm so excited. Are you?
3: (laughs) I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control, and I think I like it.
0: Okay, Tom, that's from Smokey and the Bandit 2 and Hooper right so, yes okay yeah, I can't wait story. to hear one
2: from Stoker Ace Pointer <laughs> Sisters Burt Reynolds very famous collaboration are, there, are um. there songs from Gator that you guys can sing for me later Ah, oh, you made a little poem that's fun <laughs> <laughs> I really thought Gator was
0: about a giant alligator until you described it in detail nope it's about Gator McCluskey yeah. do you know and there's
3: a sequel right it's a sequel, sequel
2: right? He's, it's a sequel,
3: well,
0: it's Isn't a sequel Gator to the White the Lightning yeah White, oh,
3: the sequel to the White Lightning,
2: lightning. Yeah. nice try Dingus
3: I, I I know Alright, there them. are no
2: ghosts, however, in Gator. Gator is completely above board. There's nothing supernatural, so we won't be talking about it for this three by three, right? I can I was gonna transition. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so how about that Gator? Yeah, Gator McCluskey. But you know what else is a
0: five letter word with starting with G? <laughs> Golly Ghost. <laughs> Ghost, right, of course. God, God damn it,
1: Tom. <laughs> Spelled. Great
2: segue, <laughs> Kellywan. You've been you've been uh, practicing, I see. So, Kellywan, what is this three by three? It's three stupidest things ghosts do in <laughs> movies. And
0: you know what? I thought it was. I still don't think it's a good topic, but there were actually some I had to shave off my list because there's a lot of dumb ghosts.
2: Oh well, there's and then there are a lot of bad horror movies. I I think so. Yeah. Well, let, let's let's get right into it then by having Dingus start us off because because I feel I. Kelly, it's kind of like when people talk about sports around me. I don't really know what to do. We're talking about horror movies with Dingus, and that's not really that's, his genre.
0: Fun. Yeah. So I'll be no, curious. but he tries to rise. He actually cares. Well, as we just go, fuck sports. <laughs> right. He right. tries to get into it because he's a little fireplug. He's, a little fire plug. Yeah, he's so, like R2-D2.
2: d right. So Dingus is our little R2-D2. Uh, what did you think of this topic, and what's your number three pick?
3: First of all, I think uh, Eastbound and Down is a horror movie term. <laughs>
0: Look how long he sat on that.
2: <laughs> That's R2-D2 right there, Tom. <laughs> That's what so it sounds like did... when you can understand the beeps and whistles. R2-D2 is saying things like that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> also, I can fly. You, don't, you guys don't know that yet. You'll, you'll find that out earlier. All right. So, Han uh, speaks
0: R2. Han speaks Chewbacca. But Han doesn't speak R2. And then, never mind. Okay, what? That's,
3: that's <laughs> not how the force works, Kelly. Right.
0: All right, here's a no. quote
3: from my uh, my number three choice. For uh, symmetrical book stacking, just like the Philadelphia mass turbulence of 1947. Is it dumb, though? Is it a dumb ghost activity? That's it's the not, criterion. It's not that. It's All as right. they're walking through the stand. There's a ton of dumb things that the ghosts do in the movie Ghostbusters. There's a, There's a yeah. bunch of them.
0: It is doing it behind them, so the so the or behind the old lady at the beginning, so she's not seeing it. So that's kind of dumb. Like it's not even it's rearranging cards without her seeing. So maybe is well, that what you're
3: gonna do. Okay. Well, sorry, I I think that the the card catalog thing where the cards are just flying out of the card catalog is totally yeah. dumb. I think the blowjob is totally dumb. Um, but is that a the dream ma- though? What
0: <laughs> is that a dream? The blowjob? No. Are you sure? Because afterwards they're like, oh, and he like rolls over in bed, and there's no ghost in that sh- shot afterwards. No, but
3: their Sorry. belts are I mean, coming off. I mean, that's objective that's part reality. Part. That's no, that's that's happening to all three of them. They're not all having a, an, a a a a mass dream. But anyway, my my favorite dumb thing that a ghost does in this movie is that as they walk through the stacks in the library basement when they're first going into the New York public library to check out the disturbance um, is that they're walking down the stacks and there's just this moment where the ghost, some ghost who knows why I think it's just the filmmaker being an idiot um, moves book from one stack to the other and another stack to the other. You just see these books Pull it across and it's just supposed to be a cute visual of oh, isn't that funny? Spirits are happening. But why yes. why would ghosts bother to start like refiling books? I mean, they're not even flipping yeah, them around. You can yeah. see the see the actual spine of the book the books are just like sliding over like their star trek doors so i think the dumbest thing that a ghost does in ghostbusters is just this random thing where they're moving down this is right before the symmetrical stacking of books because no human would ever stack books like that it, this is right before that this is <laughs> really chairs. just this is just for the audience this is just the filmmaker showing off for the audience it's uh, it's a couple of books flying across the stacks from one shelf to another. All
2: right, there's I'm, no reason for that. I, I'm going to take issue with this. Uh, I've I've spent a fair amount of my school uh, time working in libraries, like for student uh, like for student age stuff. Or cause, <laughs> shut up. And one of the things that you learn working in a library, if a book gets misshelved, it is gone forever. <laughs> so what that ghost is doing – seriously, cause you'll never – you have no way to find it. If it's not in the one place it's supposed to be, it will never be discovered. It's gone. It's lost. So what this ghost is doing is, for all intents and purposes, destroying books. It's, it's maliciously destroying human knowledge in the New York Public Library.
3: But just two books.
2: That, that we see. I mean we don't know what it's been doing all along.
0: Or what the books are?
2: Yeah, exactly. Or what the books are? We don't know. The- Which would have been an
0: obvious joke if it was a like that's. See, that's back when special effects were still exciting to us. Like, oh look, books are moving,
1: bro. Nineteen eighty four.
0: But Tom um, does make it me, and if the if the ghost doesn't know it's doing it, it is being dumb.
2: I don't. I just think there's a. There's just there's. It's an intentional malice that these ghosts are are making books go missing forever and ever. Cause no one will ever find that book. If some child, like if it's like Harry Potter Part Six, the 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 wand and the willows, uh, and some kid wants to read this book. And they go to the library, and they're like, okay, yeah, Harry Potter Part 6, The Wand in the Willows. It's down that aisle on that shelf at this number. <laughs> That's not the kid how libraries work. Are... i The kid goes down there. He looks for the book. It is not there. It will never be found,
3: ever. And he it's turns gone. around 180 degrees, and there it is.
2: That's not – no. oh, right. So he's just going to start looking all over the library. Dingus, if you move it from where it's yes. supposed to be, it's gone forever. You know Jesus, how many books shelved, yeah, there are there are hundreds and thousands and thousands of books in a library. Tell you misshelf you well, misshelf miss miss one of them, it's gone. So hundreds in a library? Bro, hold
3: on. Depends I on how big the library
2: <laughs> is. Hundreds of thousands.
3: <laughs> oh, okay. How many That's pages gorgeous. is that, I wonder? How many words? How many letters?
2: I know. That this the human knowledge is such an amazing thing there's so much like depth and breadth there and this ghost is ruining it this ghost is 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 sabotaging it it's horrible but maybe it's L Ron Hubbard books or uh, or (laughs) the ghost is trying to like get rid of like it could could be some Holocaust denial thing or something (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah.
0: maybe it's pseudoscience
2: (laughs) right like ghost is like no pay attention to real science yeah bigfoot is not pseudoscience it's cryptozoology Kelly Wand I'm sorry my second, no, sorry, my third favorite dumb ghost <laughs> trick
3: in a movie. Just jump to your second, because because if you jump to your second, your my third is will be lost, lost forever. forever. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh,
2: so this here's here's the deal. Uh, let me set some uh, backstory for this ghost and how it's so. So imagine there's a war, right, and you and your brothers are in this war, and your brothers get killed in this war, and you're the last surviving brother, and and you after the war, because you're so. Uh, … bereaved by the death of your brothers, you decide that their death, their fault of their death is on the arms makers who made guns for the other side. <laughs> so what you're going to go do is you're going to go… The dumber than the ghost. Wait, 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 because wait, wait, you're about to be a ghost. Because what you're going to do is you're going to go over, like let's say the Smith & Wesson Company, right? You're going to go over to the Smith & Wesson Company… And you're going to take one of their guns and you're going to do like a mass shooting. You're just going to burst into the the headquarters. You're going to shoot everyone, just kill 15 innocent people. And then you're just going to sit there and wait for the cops to storm the building and shoot you to death. And now you're dead and you're a ghost. That's how you uh, got there. Now here's what you're going to do. While you're a ghost, you are going to possess Helen Mirren. And while you possess her, you're going to make her draw plans of the room where you got shot to death. And then the reason you're possessing her is because she is the widow of the guy who founded this arms company. It's her. you You can't hold him accountable anymore, so you have to hold her accountable. And she's got all his wealth, and she's making a big mansion. So you possess her, and she makes a room that looks just like where you died. And now in that room, (laughs) when she builds it, you can then be summoned, and you can then kill her to get your revenge. Uh, But the reason it doesn't work... Uh. Is because Jason Clark has a magic bullet that he made after the tragic death of his wife, and this magic bullet is the one thing that will kill you. And Jason Clark will, at the last moment, close his eyes and invoke his dead wife's voice, and then know, even though you're an invisible ghost, will know exactly where you are, and he will shoot you with this magic bullet and save Helen Marin. So the movie oh. is is Winchester, and oh. it's done by some guys. We saw, uh, I think they did. Um, didn't they do the Saw movie? We saw something they did recently uh, and, and this is their, their more recent movie. Uh, it's called Winchester, Helen Mirren, Jason Clarke and it's just this really terrible clumsy, I think it wants to be like a Victorian ghost story and it's based on the actual widow of the guy who founded the Winchester Rifle Company. She had all this money and she spent it building this huge elaborate mansion over many, many years and it has a bit of a dumb reputation as being like super haunted. So these guys made this movie. They're, they're called the Spearig. Who, who are they? The Spearig Brothers. They were uh, they, uh, the Jigsaw <laughs> dudes? I think they did Jigsaw. They originally did a movie called Undead in Australia, which is zombies and aliens, which is actually kind of good. There's some cool stuff in Undead. But then I think they did Jigsaw, which, you know, was whatever. And then they did uh, Winchester, which is just flat out awful. Uh, so at the very end of Winchester, uh, so Helen Mirren, She makes this because she gets possessed and she draws the plans, and she makes this room that looks just like the lobby of the Winchester Rifle Company. And then she imports one of every kind of rifle that the Winchester Company made, and she has them hung in the room. And at the very end, her and Jason Clark are locked in the room, and the ghost teleports all the rifles or telekineses them where they're floating in the air (laughs) pointing at Helen Mirren. And Jason Clark has to figure out which one. The, the actual ghost is holding like he's actually holding one of them to shoot Helen Mirren and the other ones are just floating there. Uh, and that's, that's the big dramatic <laughs> finale is all these floating guns. And it's as ridiculous as it sounds, by the way, it's a period piece, uh, pointing at Helen. What? Mirren. Uh, yep. It's a period piece. It's, uh, um, I guess it's probably gotta be like 1930s or something.
3: <laughs> yeah. Wasn't he just turned into nanocytes?
2: Also- exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And I, but uh, they got, and, and actually, I'm picking it just because I watched uh, Winchester, and it's terrible. And the only, the only saving grace is that I can use it for this three by three.
1: How <laughs> does first off? Okay, yes, it's a Kelly wants questions. Of questions okay, yes. Hey.
0: <laughs> Why wouldn't he just go kill Helen Mirren when he's alive? Why does he think of it only after he's dead? Oh,
2: no, because because uh, he dies and then the, the Winchester Rifle Company continues on and on and makes lots of money. And eventually the guy who headed the company dies and leaves all of his wealth to his wife who's building this mansion. But in order for him to to basically be incarnated in a form where he can kill Helen Mirren, he has to get her to reconstruct that room where he died that's my minute. second question. How does yes. he know that? How does he know the rules? I have to have a room right. to Right, to... That's a very good question, Kelly Wan, and I'm glad you asked because that is what Helen Mirren has been doing is she's been building replications of rooms where ghosts happened. And then the ghost appears and she locks it in the room <laughs> so it can't get out. So this house is full of locked up ghosts. And to lock up a ghost, Kelly Wan, you have to use 13 nails, if you use 12 oh the God. ghost can get out. If you use 14, ghost can get out. So all these rooms when Jason Clark shows up, they they've got a plank with exactly 13 nails driven in them and they're all closed. So apparently word has gotten out amongst the ghost community that she can do this. <laughs> right. Why can't the ghost get out while she's hammering in the like ninth nail? Yeah, they're Is kind of a... slow in the uptake because there's a super tense scene where Helen Mirren and uh, Jason Clark and the the Civil War veteran ghost are in a room and there's a hole that's been blown in the room and Jason Clark has to really quick nail it shut with uh, just some makeshift wood and he's got to do it with 13 a race nails. Race against time. Yeah, exactly. It's a race against time to get that 13th nail. And right yeah, as Before nail guns were invented in the 30s. So well, as worse. he's driving that 13th nail in, the ghost telekineses away his hammer. And so <clears> guess, <throat> guess what he does to finish nailing in that 13th nail, Kelly Wand. Here's some real... Uses his is, stick. No, you no, is, yes. no, like, no! The, real genius. You guys are just—you're—you're just—you're not taking this seriously. He oh, takes sorry. the gun that 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 the guy used to kill everyone, and he uses the oh. rifle butt to finish that thirteenth nail. The gun. Oh, that the I guy thought he was going to use that as a nail gun and shoot a
0: nail. That would have like, going mean, to use the gun. No, that wouldn't He'd invent
2: work. the nail gun in the movie. Right? But. No, no, Kelly, that won't be for many, many years. Kelly. Your ideas are terrible. Get out of the pitch meeting. <laughs> All right, so I watched Winchester with uh, Winchester Helen Mirren.
0: I read like a one line mm-hmm. synopsis of what that was, and I'm like, I don't want to watch that. That sounds idiot. You're fucking retarded. It Wait, sounds like just. that you did or didn't want to watch that. I didn't want to watch yeah. it, although I liked the look of the ghost in the poster. I go, oh, that's a cool looking ghost. Actually, that's not they a ghost. You could do
3: a it's whole Helen line Mirren. of these movies. Like, like Remington could be next. You could do a bunch
0: of Yeah, movies. why is Winchester. And did they comment on the movie? Did they go, "Who"? Hey, or do they not exist anymore? I
2: actually do know the answer to this. Uh, they got, so the Winchester uh, Mansion is an actual attraction here in California because for like 40 years she was adding rooms onto it. Because she was rich. Oh, that's right. She had all this money. Ghosts. And oh, like, right. I, like I mentioned, it's got a reputation. And there's even a title card at the end of the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a Crazy title card house. at the end of the movie that says the Winchester Mansion remains one of the most haunted mansions in North America that's the title card that ends the movie as if there are many of them and this is one of the most haunted ones as if you can quantify how haunted these mansions are it's but, also not haunted that's not its reputation it's just a weird house well, like, well they right they, uh, they actually <laughs> they got the rights to use the Winchester they built sets they didn't actually shoot on it but they got the rights for making a movie about the Winchester mansion so that's why mm. it's specifically about Winchester
3: that's fascinating, okay. actually, because I think I, I heard about – I think it's the Winchester Mansion. Maybe it's a different one that where they were auctioning off a lot of the furniture yeah, there. Yeah,
2: definitely, yep, yeah, definitely. What? Because nobody – yeah, because no, yeah, she was super private. Nobody – like they – yeah, so they don't know what the interior was like because they sold all the, the furniture off, and there was no pictures that she allowed to be taken.
3: Um, but, but she yeah, didn't exactly but, but well. they didn't market it as from the mansion, so you're like – what? I mean, you're gonna add to the value of this furniture if you te- if you tell us it's from the Winchester Manual.
2: Oh well, how do you know about it then?
3: Yeah, it's just furniture they're auctioning online.
2: Huh. All right. <laughs> I want
0: what, what's the cheapest one? I want to get a lamp.
2: <laughs> yeah. What's an armoire going for, Dingus? Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Very
0: interesting. All I right, forgot so- that was the Winchester House, right?
2: And the thing that is, doesn't like, make you want to watch the movie doesn't the movie could play like you could do such cool things with this like weird building with all these add ons and they don't really do anything with it. It's, it's like you would think maybe the production design of this could have something cool in it. And it's just it's just a period piece. There's nothing special about the mansion. Mm. Yeah,
0: I feel uh, like when you give ghosts motivation, it kind of fucks them up sometimes. Like even the grudge chick, when you find out what her problem is, is they're like, Really? That's why you're killing everyone on Earth
2: <laughs> Ghost your Petty, Kelly Wan. They're notorious. at the petty. rig.
0: No, I know. And you know what? I said this before, but I used to go, why would you be a troll if you're a ghost, man? That's not cool. And the older I get, the more I look forward to dying and becoming
2: a ghost and fucking with people. I'm yeah. going to go all out. You're going to make gonna, so, you're going to make somebody's three-by-three, three, Kelly Wand. I'm going to be the opposite of Patrick Swayze's ghost. I'm going to, like, go all in. Uh, the reason to care about these Spirit Brothers <laughs> guys, by the way, which I just looked up, they did a cool movie with <laughs> Ethan Hawke and a woman named Sarah Snook, who's completely wasted in uh, Winchester she's cast in it and they don't do anything with her but Sarah Snook who's amazing in this movie with Ethan Hawke called uh, Predestination that's why oh, yeah. just, that's why I was psyched about seeing Winchester oh uh, is that good Predest- Predestination it's yeah, it's, it's, it's good is yeah it? yeah it's intriguing uh, you, like you might be watching it going well, but it's got it's it's worth the payoff yeah uh, it's, it's like yeah, a puzzle yeah, movie yeah. and Sarah Snook is really worth watching she's great yeah
0: Predestination
2: right. has a great destination you were saying Mm, I'm not gonna go there, Kelly Wan. The that, that's your. All that's right. your. Put your name on that tagline, not mine. Uh, Kelly Wand, <laughs> I need you to tell me the third dumbest thing a ghost has ever done in a movie. I feel like mine are in the right order, but I just hope I don't think of anything better while I'm
0: doing it, like I always do, like I did with 2001 last time. This, one, this
3: one's rock solid. Number three. You actually okay. did it with 2010. I want to make that clear. It was 2010. 2010. See?
0: Ah, Damn right. It. Exactly. And then I read 3001, like, right after that. Or during it. That's what it was even stupider. I had Hal on the brain, and I still fucked up. Also, Hal's a monolith in the third one. Or the fourth one. Never mind. My third dumbest ghost activity is the motion picture, the haunting, the remake, because there's a scene where Owen Wilson, the doofus of the group, uh, gets pissed off at the ghosts in the haunting ha- mansion and he defaces a portrait of the old stupid patriarch, uh, Hugh Crane, I think his name is. So he was like, fucking man, fucking ghost. And so he like destroys the portrait and then the house gets mad at him and then he, for some, he, somehow he gets decapitated by a fireplace flu. He gets his head chopped off because the ghost is upset. That it's fucking up his portrait. But earlier in the movie, there's a wooden portrait of him. And it's like the ghosts deface that one and they give it a skull face and they write Welcome Home Eleanor in blood on it to troll Lily Taylor's character there because her name's Eleanor. And it's like the ghosts deface that one. So why is Owen Wilson an asshole for defacing one? I don't understand that. You defaced one portrait. And then the other one's like, hey. We like pictures of ourselves, asshole. That's my number three. Thank you. Goodbye. Wait,
2: what was? What, what actress is in that?
0: Lily Taylor. Lily
3: Taylor. <laughs> Lily. 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 You're thinking Lily. Lily. Lily Sobieski. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Lily Taylor.
0: <laughs> uh, no, I have a friend. She spells her name like that. I mean, she's.
3: It's Lily Bigelow. Lily Taylor. Be-
0: That's the part that you were paying attention to. Jesus Christ. Um. <laughs> You're just like the library ghost. <laughs> focusing on the minutiae. Focusing on the minutiae.
3: I know if you mispronounce her name, she ceases to exist. Don't you Billy know that's tamper. how libraries work?
0: Is the Haunted well, the Eye?
2: Like, is that remake any good? Uh, I
0: okay. No, I hated it when I saw it, and I always hated it. All right. It's not scary, and the house sucks, and the characters suck. All right. I hate everything about it. All right, I'm not going to see it then. The Jones. It's is really it, annoying. And then, it's one of those movies where at the end uh lily taylor does a speech because it's like the the bad ghost hugh crane that's another thing you humanize your ghost too much he was like mean to kids and so lily taylor's like how dare it was like Paranormal where the kid in the movie is like you guys were an asshole how could you she was a child it's like it's a child saying it Like kids don't talk like that they wouldn't go hey don't don't hurt another child you know what i mean but then she's like Oh, you were mean to the kid, and then it gets mad at her, and then goes down the stairs, and then kills her. And all the wrong characters live. I kind of like that. Like it, Liam Neeson's yeah. the asshole psychiatrist, and uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones is like she's kind of like a bitchy character, and they're like they're the only survivors.
2: What happens to Lee yeah. Taylor? How does she die?
0: She gets killed by ghosts. <laughs> I think they just <laughs> It's dumb. Kelly and she's don't- like, into the ghosts or something, that you find all right, out. All right. But at the end of the book, the classic novel, is they think she crashes a car into a tree, and she doesn't even die. And they, they kick her out of the house in the book. They're like, "Yeah, you're you're getting too into this," and they like boot her from the group. And then that's the end. Well, it's of the,
2: a remake of like a '30s horror movie, isn't it? Like a super old one. Sixties. Oh, a sixties. It's right? a sixties.
0: 60- or, and that's based on the Shirley Jackson novel, which is considered like the high water of haunted house things. And her writing is amazing; she's an amazing prose stylist. Right. But I don't think it's a scary book, huh. um, okay. and it's definitely a strange ending considering the book's reputation. Like it's way, like there's not there's there's way there's a lot of survivors in the book, and it's you're not even sure if the the house is haunted. It's like a, oh. it's like on the Exorcist on the book jacket. It's like was Reagan possessed? We don't know. It's like, yeah, I think we know.
2: Well, maybe I'll watch it because I like Lily Taylor enough.
0: Go, go for it, brah.
2: Dingus, <laughs> what's your second dumbest thing that you've ever seen a ghost do in a movie?
0: Ghosts are always bothering her, conjuring. They the, hate Lily Taylor. Six Feet Under. Sorry, Dingus. Please continue. <laughs> Sorry, The Haunting. Don't watch it. That's that's my poster tagline. <laughs> Jan Jam- DeBont directed it. It was uh, the speed director. He decided to get into horror. Jan. So. Yeah, Jan. Jan? Jan de Bont? Damn it.
3: Jan DeLili.
1: Ha, ha you know how Jan DeBont's pronounced.
3: <laughs> I love how you turn that Sexuality's
1: on me. a question. Ha uh-huh,
3: you know things.
1: Ha ha, knowledge. <laughs> Let's beat him up. He's he's not stupid. Boo. Death to the Infidel. Alright, Dingus. You're number two.
3: Speaking wait. of uh, speaking of uh people making fun of people and bullies, here's a here's a quote from the movie that's my second pick. Uh something you were looking for, baby? Pop tarts. So this is from the movie The Sixth Sense. And,
0: <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten it.
3: Um The thing I hate about this particular scene, and uh, this movie really does hold up. I mean, it's really, actually, really well done. Um, It's one of the reasons why I mean, I can totally understand why M. Night Shyamalan uh, has the kind of success, and has been able to ride it, even across a couple of movies that were terrible. Um, and, And I'm happy that he was able to, because of where he wound up with Split. Uh and of course because I love Unbreakable so much. Um Sixth Sense really does hold up really well, but there's a couple yeah. of really uh, cringeworthy moments. And the the most cringeworthy is the is the is the moment that Cribs from uh Poltergeist where uh where the, the dumb thing that the ghost does in this is open all the cabinets and drawers uh, when Cole's mom, Cole being uh, of course Haley Joel Osmond and his mom being um, Tony Collette's uh, Lynn Seer, uh, goes she she goes to she notices that you know he, she's feeding her son breakfast right before school, and she notices that his tie has a has a little bit of has a stain on it, uh, so she takes it off of him because it's a clip on tie, and she goes into the laundry room, which is right next to the kitchen, and she grabs another tie from uh inside the dryer um which i don't know who would dry a tie in the dryer but anyway uh she walks back into the kitchen moments Dwayne later johnson it's just a <laughs> probably just a couple of seconds later and all of the cabinets and all of the drawers are open and what and it's this it's this reveal of like
2: <gasps> no way how does a ghost do that
3: i Man, don't know why? I don't know how or why.
2: The ghost is really looking for a, one a specific too. mug or like or something. It's like he couldn't yeah. find the mug that he wanted.
3: Right. Right. Uh, and and she she goes, were you looking for something, baby? And and uh, Cole goes, Pop Tarts. Um, and he's just uh, sitting there in front of his breakfast cereal because he can't tell his mom what's going on with him because he's he's closed up and he can't talk about wait, she what's thinks actually he did happening. All
2: that? She thinks that he's the one that opened all the cupboards.
3: That's that's how she processes it. That's the only way uh, she can because he won't talk to her. He won't tell her these things, and uh, it's not until the end of the movie that when they're waiting in traffic um, because there's an accident that happened ahead because uh, this bike rider got right, run into right. and killed. And he's like, okay, I'm ready to tell you my secret now, Mom.
2: But it's not a thing like, like Poltergeist where we know that Carol Ann couldn't possibly have done that because that's how I remembered it is it's – like she walks in and sees the room in a state that he couldn't possibly have done himself. It's not like that. Well, like, her, guys, the mom, the
0: mom knows it's ghosts and she gets really into it, and she's all, "Check it out!" and she's like, "The ghosts move." Heather, right? right but the there's process. no
2: question that right. it's it's something a ghost has done. And I thought, I, I seem to recall that that's how it played in Sixth Sense. Is that there's no way Haley Joel Osment could have gotten right. and opened all of those drawers and cupboards?
3: No, I, I, they don't address that idea at all, Tom. They, okay. they, it's just she goes, oh, honey, were you looking for something? I mean, there's no sense that she understands that there's another layer of what's going on okay. or that he's dealing it, uh, with something else. She doesn't um, know she's
2: in a horror
0: movie.
3: She right. is not aware that she's in the movie Alien.
0: She thinks she's in a single mom movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a rom-com. <laughs> she's going to meet yeah. him, right. <laughs> she's about to meet yeah. so, uh,
3: oh, Bruce Willis is in this. <laughs> my problem is, <laughs> it's Bruce Wheelis Um I, my problem is I don't know why the ghost does this. I mean there's there's a pseudo yeah. payoff later on in the movie when he goes into the kitchen and there's this uh ghost mom in there going you're not going to beat on me anymore and I'm not going to put up with this anymore. And she's clearly like the previous ghost who was in the house, uh, the previous woman who was in the house and there was some sort of domestic problem that everybody got murdered or whatever happened but why she keeps opening drawers and cabinets is not clear i mean what what the hell is she looking for why why are you doing this uh, i just think it's a dumb thing it just seems it just seems like a a dumb uh a dumb thing for a ghost to do but it's mainly just one of these things that m night shyamalan is doing to make us go <gasps> yeah it's a
2: cinematic the,
3: gimmick, yeah that's the only reason for it. It's, it's only a cinematic gimmick, and uh, and uh, fortunately, both Tony Collette and Heli Joel Osment sell it, but it's still a dumb thing for a ghost to do. Why would you open a bunch of drawers and cabinets?
2: So uh, this is – because it's kind of uh, – after Poltergeist, it's a bit of a trope, uh, and it, it worked. Like when it when it's done well, like that scene in Poltergeist is still startling. Uh, I recently yeah. watched a, a found footage horror movie called uh, Hell House LLC. Uh, and it's, it's it's slightly less terrible than than other found footage movies, and I kind of recommend it. But one of the, what they do, the the equivalent of that in Hell House LLC, it's found footage, and you can see where they cheat, which is a little dumb. But you know the character, it, it's about these people who are renting out a house to make a, a Halloween haunted house, uh, and of course things go wrong, and it's haunted, and there's ghosts in there. Uh, but but uh, while they're going around in found footage, and weird things are happening in the house. The guy's holding the camera and he walks through a room. It's like a dining room and it's, it's, all, it's all messy. Like they've, they've been living there. They're camping there as they set up the haunted house. And it's just a mess. There's like plates and silverware on the table and there's like stuff stacked up. And they go through the room and then they go down a hallway a little bit and then turn around to look at the room they just came through and the ghosts have set the table. <laughs> like that's their that's their little poltergeist treat, is they neatened everything up and they even like lit candles and everything <laughs> yeah it's kind of it's very sweet it's like a, and it's the same thing when they turn around you can tell where they're cutting the, the take which is super cheap uh, but, but it, like, like, and, and they like when people see it the girl screams she's like ah, like it's a terrible thing but I'm watching it thinking oh that's it's very friendly for the girls yeah. to have done that it was a mess and now it's ready for you guys to serve dinner <laughs>
3: Next yeah. time, we'll leave we the vacuum something. cleaner out for you guys. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's like the ghost in, well, it's a demon in paranormal activity, too, with the pool vacuum cleaner.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Very good.
2: <laughs> All right, so Dingus, uh, the poltergeist ripoff scene in uh, Sixth Sense.
3: Sixth Sense, uh, yes. yes. <laughs> right. Poltergeist.
2: Kelly Wan, you watched uh, The Haunting. I watched the Steve Beck duology of those Joel what? Silver produced horror movies that came out in like 2001, 2002, uh, 13 Ghosts and ah, ship. Ghost I got ship one And Ghost Ship. Those were both, they came yeah, out one yeah, yeah. year after the other. They were both directed by the same guy, a guy named Steve Beck, and pretty much all he's done is those two movies. Uh, and they were both Joel Silver produced horror movies. Uh, and they're both terrible. And I sat through both of them just this past week. So here is my <laughs> dumb ghost thing. Uh, oh, you, don't steal mine. Don't steal mine. Well, okay, go ahead. Mine's from Ghost Ship. Is yours from 13 Ghosts? Okay, mine's from 13 Ghosts. Okay, yeah,
3: yeah, so yeah. We'll talk. Oh so, uh, this so is great.
2: One thing I didn't remember, so I, everybody remembers, I, I think of those two movies, the only thing worthwhile is the gruesome opening to Ghost Ship, where the cable yeah. cuts everyone. And that's a cool scene, right? Um, yeah, that's the good part. What I didn't remember watching this movie... So there's a little girl who survives that because she's short, and when the wire kills everyone else by cutting them in half, it goes over her head because she's a little 10-year-old girl. The little 10-year-old girl is played by an actress named Emily Browning, who will grow up and be oh. the blonde and Sucker right. Punch in about Holy six, camp. seven years. And you can totally see it. you know? She's cute little Emily Browning. I love the way her ears stick out. That's like one of her little cute features, and she, she's – talking in her normal accent, Uh, but she's the little girl in Ghost Ship, who later on is a ghost who befriends Juliet Margulis and all this dumb stuff. Um, But when we Um. meet her early on, before that uh, cutting in half of everyone with the cable, she is alone on this ship, and she's bored while everybody else is partying, and she's got a toy that I don't know what it is, but it's like a chain of blocks where you can swap, which blocks are connected to other blocks and you can turn the blocks and they have different letters and numbers on them. So if you uh, want, you can swap it around and make it spell things. So we like Ouija she, board? She, no, it's on a Ouija board. Cause it, it's, more like a, it's more like a Scrabble meets Rubik's cube kind of thing. Uh, uh like so she, link. so she writes on it because it's a silent scene. There's no dialogue in this opening. Uh, Uh, One of the ship's mates who's kind of helping her and and is friendly with her, and uh, when her backstory gets revealed, you find out, oh wait, that guy is scary, Uh, she, she turns the little letters to say, I am bored. And she shows it to him, and he smiles and brings her off to, to you know, come dance with the captain. And that's when everybody gets killed. But that's – What a fun she, little girl. She's bored. oh. She's, she's bored, and her parents aren't there. We find out that they're shipping her overseas uh, on her own. It's like where you drop a kid off to be on a flight. So she's alone on this, and she's bored. And that's her toy. And then the, the terrible disaster happens, and we cut to Gabriel Byrne and Juliet Margolis running the salvage operation, and they find the ghost ship. When they find the ghost ship – They go on board, and it's like the book Stingus is talking about. Ghosts are super dumb when they do things that the characters in the movie can't see. And in this movie, in Ghost Ship, they walk past the toy, which is now sort of begrimed with age. And it says, I am bored. And after they've walked past and cleared the frame, and the camera is on the toy, the ghost turns, I am bored, to welcome aboard. (laughs) why would do that nobody ever sees it none (laughs) of the characters ever see it it's not referred to later and furthermore the ghost spells aboard using the word board b-o-r-e-d he just puts an a in front of it so it actually says welcome Uh, aboard a-b-o-r-e-d welcome aboard audience member. (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's great so Super dumb. Yeah, exactly. It's like the brakes in the Terminator movie that McG directed.
3: Yeah, yeah McG.
0: So there you so go. It's terrible. We're, they we're, never
2: find it. They never find it. They
0: never it. You see might Edward. have said you know, this
3: before, but where does the cable come from that cuts everybody's heads off?
2: It's not super clear because I was thinking it was like a, a – it, it's it's one of the cables that's like connected to It's not. – they're not dropping an anchor or anything. It's just a freak accident. It's a cable that's attached to the ship. Uh, and something happens what? where it gets caught on a winch or something and it sweeps the cable across the deck of the ship and yeah. kills everybody oh. who's dancing on the front of the, of the ship and they all just stand there for a minute going
1: what and it's a,
2: <laughs> you know it's the same kind of gimmick he did to the lawyer in 13 ghosts where you that, go, was, a, oh. that was I like that one yeah no that, that, that was great. cool right and that's what I i'm like saying the... is that scene in ghost ship is really cool uh, yeah. and it's it's you know it's early cg and it doesn't really look good now um, but it's super gruesome too for it's not realistic where like you said Kelly one everybody just stands still and sort of looking around like they yeah. all know something terrible has happened and we the audience know we see the bloody cable that has you know been held horizontal and just swept across the deck and it's super taut uh, and we see blood dripping off of it and then people start falling in half and and, and yeah, they just
3: like them. slip off of themselves yeah, yeah yeah
2: yeah exactly they just slide off yeah
3: I like the Johnny Mnemonic
0: the thing that's dumb about the 13 ghosts one is it cuts him in half like from the side like vertically it's like a vertical slice and then uh, but I don't know why it would do that to his hands or something like little or his arms like I get why it would do his chest and his head but I don't get why his hands would be like if glass is coming at your arm, like no matter how well, fast it would it, it like go right
2: the, in the middle. It closes down on him from the top. It's like a door, right? And
0: why is he standing? Why is he standing exactly like his limbs are in exactly the right spots? Like he's just standing there in the middle, as opposed to like trying to step
2: through it. Kelly, one like, ghosts have good timing. <laughs> That's a good point. I would almost say it's uh, they have supernatural timing. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Kellyanne, what is your second <laughs> dumbest thing that a ghost? Ha- oh, by the way, uh, also, and I didn't remember this in Ghost Ship. Uh, amongst the crew members, it's it's Gabriel Byrne, Juliet Margulis, Isaiah Washington, some Hispanic dude, uh, Ron Eldard, and a fellow with long hair named Carl Urban.
3: Whoa! Uh,
2: yeah, it's a super early Carl Urban appearance. Uh, so, so Lord of the Rings.
3: Julia, it's Julianne though, right? Julianne.
2: Uh, Julia, yeah, uh, E.R. chick is a, yeah. Chick. What's
3: What's the What's the different one that has the the squid going into a ship that was like the same year?
2: Oh, Deep no, uh, Leviathan, Deep Six, hello. Deep Rising, Deep Rising, Deep Rising, yeah,
3: deep, deep Rising,
0: Deep yeah. <laughs> And, and Famke Janssen, K Janssen is the other
2: one. That's the hottie on that. Famke Janssen, come on. But that but Ghost Ship is like strictly a ghost thing. It's not a monster thing like Deep Rising uh, okay. and Leviathan are like creature feature things ghost ship is just a crappy ghost thing all right yeah deep rising is great
0: if i remember right it's underrated all anyway right, so
2: kelly wand your second so dumbest underrated. thing that a ghost has ever done in a movie is
0: okay in 13 ghosts all um right. i don't know if you how it starts but uh what's his name tony Shalhoub's the hero
2: all right <laughs> and, why, are you, why are you making that noise
0: yeah,
3: don't make that just, noise about
0: him. I, it, You know what? It's not for him. It's for the movie. I hate well, everything. It's like – yeah.
3: Well,
2: I want to say because that's just... well, one of the things when I was watching it. So there's a horrible uh, Netflix science fiction movie called Extinction that I don't recommend. But the cool thing yeah. about watching Extinction is Michael Peña is the lead character. And he's not like uh. a Hispanic sidekick and he's not supposed to be funny. He's like the lead actor – in this this like drama this family science fiction drama and I loved seeing Uh, him not playing Michael Pena? yeah yeah not playing like an ethnic character it's something that a white guy would normally play and I loved that so I like that about 13 Ghosts is this Tony Shalhoub it doesn't you know he's not funny in it he doesn't do anything fun but it's like he's the he's the protagonist and there's nothing about his ethnicity like he's not cast to be actually he's fine he's not what sucks about well them. but they don't do anything You're- with him like there's you wouldn't watch no. this and think wow that guy's really good it's not like watching him in big night or or man who yeah Wasn't, or man who Wasn't he's a there. boring
0: passive character who exactly. gets lucky at the end and does a jump arbitrarily that turns out right, fine. Right. Even though-
2: but i love seeing like when an actor who, who normally just plays ethnic sidekicks or whatever gets a lead role and i was excited about that in 13 sure. ghosts it just doesn't go yeah. anywhere yeah
0: no, and Shannon Elizabeth's the daughter, and you're like, oh, what's
2: gonna happen with her? Kelly, no. I watched this movie for probably two thirds of it and thought I was looking at Jessica Biel.
0: <laughs> Thirteen Ghosts?
2: Yeah, I was like, oh, look, Jessica Biel's in this. <laughs> no, I can tell them apart on instantly. Yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I haven't honed my radar yet for the Shannon Elizabeth. They're Jessica way Biel. different.
0: Yeah, they're different hair colors. First off, <laughs>
2: and eye colors. Hold on, let me, let me take notes vibes. here. I gotta write. A- Different
0: (laughs) complexion, um, different voices, different (laughs) ass.
3: One has been in love scene with Kyle (laughs) MacLachlan.
0: Oh, dude, that guy should get an Emmy for Twin Peaks. But never mind. Uh, Number two, dumbest ghost (laughs) activity. Okay, so the beginning of Thirteen Ghosts. The the first thing that happens in it. This I think this was the second movie I saw after nine eleven too. I saw AI like the day after nine eleven, and the World Trade Center's in. Uh, AI, like it's frozen in the ice at the end, I'm all, huh, and then I saw 13 Ghosts the next day, and I'm like, yeah, alright. <laughs> Some movies just don't go with 9-11 weeks, but the, there's like <laughs> Tony <Jesus>. Shalhoub, <Shiloh, laughs> as opposed to AI, which was totally the mood enhancer. So then, Tony Shalhoub, there's like a mom character uh, in 13 Ghosts, and she dies over the credits somehow, it's like they sh <laughs> in the
2: movie room, <laughs> Right, like, he's got to tra- but... he's, he's be the tragic widower. Yeah,
0: yeah, and she might be the thirteenth ghost. i kind of forget, but all the other ghosts are freaky and insane and scream and cackle at you and have cages. I think she's actually, she's,
2: I think she's the fourth. He's the thirteenth ghost. That's the twist.
0: Who, who, the Sh- Tony?
2: Uh, Tony Shalhoub is supposed to be the thirteenth ghost, but instead he kills uh, uh, F. Murray Abraham okay but his wife is one of the 12 uh, ghosts she's actually the fourth ghost i believe
0: yeah do you remember what her do you remember her what she looked like
2: yeah yeah they just put some she's a beautiful woman and they just put some burn makeup on one half of her face and 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 they have her holding a an iv drip
1: correct (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) thank you ben foster (laughs) correct (laughs) exactly correct (laughs) She wanders
0: around in a hospital gown
2: carrying
0: an IV drip.
2: Why the IV drip? Ghost. Stay hydrated, Kelly Wan. She's got to stay hydrated. What?
0: That's that's the dumbest fucking thing. And but then I go, it's like do ghosts have free will or does she have to carry it around are they the devil's (laughs) slaves or do ghosts have free will tom you're a theologian with a minor in afterlife reparations (laughs) (laughs) do you have to carry the iv drip around what the fuck basically i know
2: it basically certain ghosts have it's like an affectation you know it's like wearing Perfect. jewelry it's like being a little showy and she just wants to play up the uh the some do chains some do
0: whatever some, the, some what do the their children. final
2: moments their final tragic moments in the hospital yeah some of them just but run around uh, some of them just run around naked because they're hot chicks and that's in why not just doses. take the bed with you and go around lying around in the bed Why do you die of each well room? it's not like ghosts it's, in like, gown. it's not like ghosts yeah. need to it doesn't they don't tire out when they walk around they don't she doesn't need to ride around in a bed,
0: and she just looks miserable. So the IV drip's not even helping. Yeah, it's not even giving her a mood enhance. I
3: hate that thing.
0: <laughs> you know what? The IV drip in that makes me go. It makes me hate like the director so much. Like I'll, you'll never be good. Like you'll never make anything I ever like. That's so stupid.
2: Oh, just Kelly like, Wand, you have no idea. So they have. Uh, Cause I was reading up on this, they have they did all this like backstory on each of the third two of twelve ghosts, and there's like a uh-huh. uh, like a black zodiac, and each ghost is a member of the zodiac, and they wrote up backstory for why each ghost is is a certain way, and and I but bet not it's, in the movie. no, it's not in the movie, but it's like on a DVD uh, extra features thing, It's put like uh, all this like backstory and concept the art. The
0: child. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. It's,
2: yeah, exactly. They're like tarot cards or something. Yeah, the torn prince. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Some of them look kind of cool. And actually, and there's one part where the one with the cage around its head really freaks out Shannon Elizabeth and tries to claw her to death. Yeah, the jackal. Yeah, she hates that. ghost. <laughs> That's a great ghost. But the mom makes a shitty ghost. And it's just like, you're really, you're not trying hard enough. How'd she even get in the fucking house? Ha- Never mind. You know what? Fuck that movie.
2: Well, uh, F. Murray Abraham is Uh, imprisoning uh, ghosts. The house is a device. But they all. It's very much like Ghost Ship, by the way. Once he fills it up, I think you cash it in for valuable prizes with the devil or something like that.
0: And I remember the chick from Army of Darkness is in and she gets crushed in a room. Yeah,
2: in Beth Davids. Yeah. She's a super hottie in this. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: She's always. And then, yeah, and she's his girlfriend, and he just totally fucks her over. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. And it's a weird death, too. Yeah. It's just like. it's kind of. Like, it's not like a death like that, you would normally. I don't know if parts got cut, but it just kind of happens really briefly. And there's like when the lawyer gets cut in half, they make a big deal out of that. And, yeah. And 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 same with like F. Murray Abraham getting chopped up in the little blades. But when Embeth Beth Davis yeah. gets crushed, it's just a quick shot, and then they cut away, which makes me think. Because like it's know. a woman, Tom. Well, I don't know what it was, but it was weird that, that they were like, okay, But you the seen lawyer's that? set up. Yeah. The, lawyer said, the lawyer's uh, like an asshole. Yeah. He's
0: like mocking the, he's making fun of the boot, the, the tits of the topless ghost. It's like nice tits or something. It's like right. being
2: And then weird. right. And when he when he sees when he sees that she's loose, he's like, oh, I was just kidding about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the thing happens. That's a great death. That makes me okay. Let's watch all of his movies. That's a great. <laughs> well, it's, it's both the of his movies. Brilliant.
2: It's just both right. of them. It's the two of them. You can do it pretty quickly. Yeah.
0: It's like
2: he has it. it
0: because that house is a really cool design too mm. it's, what I have
2: a it's problem not, with that it, well the, idea,
0: the the idea, idea the is problem. great the
2: concept is great it's a glass house uh, yeah. and it closed but the actual production design I, it's like it's one or two hallways that they use and I'm like yeah really got, and then there's an external view which has some CG uh, it's, it's, it's all it's better than the... I'll tell you that okay sure I'll give you that yeah and it's unique it's different you know and <clears throat> they play yeah. with like you know having to hold the glass with the little inscriptions written up. They have to hold the And glass I like with the inscriptions. The I like how they look. They yeah, look and like they light stuff. up. Yeah. yeah. All right, you brought me around. Yeah. But I hate that. It's
0: I hate that movie kid, the kid on the skateboard, the dipshit kid. Oh my
2: god, the one, yeah, jeez. He's one
0: of my least favorite movie kids ever. I wish that something. the
2: ghost had killed him early it. on. It would be so much yeah. better. Yeah, yeah.
0: The only movie kid I like, the only good movie kid, is the one from uh, the Mist and Babel, the one who like catches the chicken in Babel. That kid's cool. In the want, Mist, he's totally.
2: Maybe you I love should that see guy. a movie called Legacy of a Whitetail Deer Hunter.
0: Oh, he's in it? That's the no, kid in there? No, movie? I'm
2: just saying, there's a great kid in that. Oh,
0: see that another thing. good movie yeah. kid. Yeah, All
2: right. Yeah. All right, so, Dingus, it is now time to get down <laughs> to it. And I demand from you, Dingus, what is the dumbest thing a ghost has a ghost. ever done in a movie?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so many to choose from, Dingus. Pick carefully. <laughs> don't do what I did.
1: Right. With Hal.
3: Here's a quote <laughs> from it. Get a receipt. Make sure you get a receipt. So this is uh, the ghost is named Vladimir Maximovich, and it's from the movie Love and Death. And um, this is a ghost that. What? What did you say?
0: I don't remember. I don't remember this ghost. I'm listening avidly, excitedly, because I love Love and Death, and I don't remember this. Please continue. <laughs> Thought you'd enjoy that interruption. So,
3: so Boris is on the battlefield, and he he finds this guy he knows, Vladimir Maximovich. He's like, "Oh, you're you're okay," and he's like, "No, I've, I've got a hole in my forehead. I'm dead." Uh, and so what he does in this moment, Get it, Tom. he's been dead, he's this ghost, is he hands over this uh, engagement ring that he's bought and he said this is how much i pay for it and, they, and uh boris and vladimir maximovich talk about it and he's like how much did you pay for it oh you can't have paid that much for it no look look at the diamonds in it and they ha- and it's this it's this really weird uh this weird turning on its head of that uh uh I don't know, that cliche or uh, that cliche about Jews being super cheap and wanting to save money and whatnot, Um, because I I just had my girlfriend say that one of her friends sent her a joke about about this. And she was like, "This is you can't send me that joke. That's weird. Um, It's anti-Semitic. Uh, but it's Woody Allen doing the joke, and Woody Allen is doing this joke and kind of turning on on its head. He's, he's talking about this ghost in the afterlife, and the the ghost's main concern in the afterlife is that this engagement ring returns to this certain jeweler at this certain place. Make sure you get a receipt, uh, get the money back and, 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 you know, bring them, bring the money to so-and-so. Um, and that's his main concern in the afterlife. And it's Woody Allen just playing on that whole idea, that whole cliche and goofing on that. And I, I, I really, I really love that joke. There's a number of things that, um, that, uh, um, that ghosts do in this movie that are kind of goofy. Um, but the, the main one I really love is, is Vladimir Maximovich saying that, make sure you get a receipt when you, when you turn this engagement ring back into the jeweler that I'm asking you to take to this specific place. Uh, that's his main concern. He's dead. <laughs> and all he cares about is make sure you get a receipt. What and he is- says, why would I get a receipt? And, and, and Boris says, "And Boris says, why do I get a receipt?" And Vladimir says, "For tax purposes."
2: Does his fiance get the money? No. Wait. Well, who's getting the money? I don't understand. Who's the ghost giving the money to?
3: I don't remember exactly. Uh, All right. But but he's he's getting the money back. He's making sure that the ring gets returned because obviously he's not going to be proposing to her now that he's dead.
2: Well, it seems like a smart thing to do if he like has. Yeah,
3: he's not being dumb.
2: Yeah, if he has like someone in mind who should get the money, who could use it, like if he's wanting to pass it along to his fiancee or his children, that seems smart. That seems seems pretty.
3: Yeah. Wise What's to me the things. dumb part? Yeah. Well, it seems like the dumbest thing in the world if if now that you've passed from this mortal coil, your right. problem is make sure you get a receipt. Make oh, sure you receipt. get a receipt. It's,
2: the, it's the fact that the uh, ghost cares about bookkeeping I say yeah.
3: he's just make sure you get a receipt why for tax purposes right. he doesn't care about where the money goes Wait a he a minute. just wants the receipt for tax purposes he doesn't
2: ghosts don't pay taxes he doesn't know that apparently
3: apparently not, and that's what's so dumb about it, but it's purposefully dumb, and that's why I love it so much all
2: right
3: it's it's a lo- so it's just a it's just funny drugs. thing that there that he's having this discussion with this ghost on the battlefield um about this <laughs> this engagement ring And getting a receipt for tax purposes
2: Actually you know when I say that ghosts don't pay taxes Technically estate taxes Are ghosts paying taxes
0: Yeah that's mm. true Very so, good. That's why Bush didn't like it Because yeah. he was for the ghost lobby Kelly I'm Wand.
3: not certain that The Soviet Union Or the, or Russia at that time Under the czars That ghosts were paying taxes
2: Oh come on please they must have estate taxed the heck out of those people Come on they hated the landed gentry. They wanted to. Uh, well, I guess eventually. Who knows, dingus? Who knows? In Russia, taxes pay you. <laughs> Kelly Wand, I need you to tell us your favorite. Or no, no, the I'm dumbest... last. It's yours, fool. Oh, oh, right, right. Okay. My it's number fool. one dumb thing that ghosts do is make their mouths get really big.
1: <laughs> no way! That's awesome when no, they do that. So like I...
2: Graven and... – Exactly. I watched both Grave Encounters, and they're full of that. Like I love that's that. that's the main thing that ghosts do to scare Why people. Why is that dumb?
1: Why it, you look this like a is bass? Like that guy's thing. No, you big look like a big.
2: bass. You look like a fish. Like you look like what? a a fish you when you do terrifying. that. Terrifying. What about large marks? The only reason it's scary is because it a loud noise and a screech goes along with it. Like when their mouths Was get it? really big, it just looks goofy. And what's scary about that is the ghost going to like eat you. Is it going to stick? It's just that it has that kind of facial control and that
0: it's uh, screaming at you really loud. Like, it needs extra lung power. It has to contort its facial muscles to scream at you. It hates you that much.
2: Mm, you know, it, no, to me, it's, like if, it's just a CG trick. Like, it's what, what can you do to make somebody look scary? You make them have a big mouth. And it I looks
0: just, scary. to I me. Mean, it doesn't I'm, look scary to
2: you. I think mean, it looks dumb.
0: The Grave Encounters ghost girl whose mouth c- expands
3: isn't scary to you. Just want to be clear on that.
2: All what
0: right. about the like, monkey girl? <laughs> so
3: okay, like the right one in past. like the ice cream truck ghost in Le- in Legion.
0: Yeah, you don't like that. That guy's dub. I agree with it, but he's a diva. That's not a ghost.
2: Yeah, ding. It's us. not an
0: ice Oh, sorry.
2: Dude. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like heaven and hell.
0: He's an ice creamin.
2: Actually, I guess it is. It's it's super effective, which is maybe why I think it's dumb. I don't understand why it's so effective. What? It shouldn't be. It is effective, and you know it's effective. I know, but it it shouldn't be. It's dumb that it's effective. Why would somebody be scared of something with a big mouth?
3: Well, that happens in I Am Legend with uh, Dash Mihawk. Yeah, but those
2: aren't ghosts. Those are vampires.
3: Yeah, that's true.
2: What? They're definitely not ghosts, because they're people. Yeah. They're not dead. So there's my dumbest thing. The ghosts that are haunting the Collinwood Asylum in Grave Encounters... They make their mouths get really big, and I think Tom
0: it's dumb. Tom thinks that's dumb. I am Tom sc- thinks that's the stupidest thing ghosts do in any movie, is make their mouths big. I am just scared,
2: yeah. I am scared of it. They're trying to suck it, your
3: soul into them. I
2: find it terrifying. Like eh, I don't cat. know that, that that's... But no, that never happens to <laughs> anyone. You admit it's anyone. terrifying. I know, but I still think it's dumb. That never happens to anyone, by the way, in Grave Encounters, dingus. A ghost with a big mouth never sucks in someone's soul. They always just, like, throw them out a window, or mush them, or something like that. Oh.
0: No, they take
2: the... Don't they take the black guy and like
0: drag him into the pool and he just disappears?
2: Yeah, right. That's, they
0: don't, that's, that's they always don't scary him. to me. When the go when the Yeah, but you never know what happens to him. Right. And in the grudge,
2: the chick in the bed. Uh
0: yeah, who she doesn't who so has so. a normal
2: sized mouth? Don't don't Japanese yeah, but, scary Japanese ghosts have normal sized mouths? Maybe not.
0: Well, not the, the grudge chick has a very strange <laughs> mouth, and I don't think size Because really, he only has half a mouth. But also the fact that you admit that it 's terrifying right. seems weird to me that you think it's stupid too because if it, if you go they think it's terrifying those stupid ghosts and I just laugh at their big mouths i'd big mouth them back then I'd go, all right, yeah, it is dumb
2: Kelly Wan, what is the evolutionary benefit of being able to open your mouth really wide There is a
0: terrifying Tom chick terrifying Tom. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, I shall have to give this some thought. I just, I thought there should be maybe... This just some... sounds like spite. It sounds like you're mad at the ghosts and you're
0: jealous of Well, you know what? Yes, you can eat, you, you, you you can can eat stuff not...
3: without having to cut it. The That's only right. reason
2: that Grave Encounters is scary isn't, is just because the ghosts open their mouths really big. If they didn't do that, Grave no. Encounters would be a really stupid movie. What? They do a lot of great things. The, the photographs in Grave Encounters are scary. A photograph.
0: And, and... Uh, uh when he t- when he takes pictures and then he takes them early on and there's nothing and then later there's like a, uh, there's like a payoff of that he takes pictures and there's like shitloads of ghosts in every picture and they're all freaking they're all freaky and they're all different from each other and then also uh, where they mess with the architecture they make you run around in a circle which uh that indian movie Saw did too kind of I actually off. do like this idea wow, And they play up. with it
2: more In Grave Encounters too In the sequel This idea that it's like This extra dimensional Like hell yeah. pocket Yeah I like that It's like It's like House of Leaves Like House of Leaves Did you
3: say hell pocket
2: Yeah it's like a Dimensional yeah. hell pocket A pocket dimension of hell Or something like that Yeah, yeah. Like you go I'd, in I'd, And you, you can't get out Like you, you go back to the door And the door leads to the room That you're in And then you go down this hallway And it takes you down Another hallway That puts you right back Where you were uh, you can't
3: get out. Can't yeah. get out right? it and they even to do a
2: cool you. thing in the sequel. I'd forgotten about this one. In the sequel, they they get out. Like they they get out the door and they go back to their hotel room because they were these kids who traveled to do a documentary on this asylum and they travel to this town and they stay in a hotel then they go to the asylum. All this hellish stuff happens. They can't get out. They finally get out of the asylum. They go back to the hotel. They pack their bags and they're like, "Fuck this, we're out of here." They get in the elevator of the hotel. They tr- take the elevator down to the lobby. The elevator door opens, and they're back in the yeah, room. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah.
2: It's like the ghosts. That's are like just, 1408 too. The ghosts are just yeah. tricking them, like making them think yeah. that they've gone back to the hotel to pack. Yeah. Or the hell ghosts po- just. Hell just
3: pocket sounds deployed. like just a really weird version of hot pockets.
2: Oh, like, po- like super, like super spicy. Yeah. <laughs> the jalapeno hell pocket. It goggins yep. tacos. <laughs> hey y'all! The All new right. ghost for Oh. Now, Kelly Wand, it is time. Ta- so, so you know, the big giant mouth thing, I do admit it scares me. There's that movie that Dingus didn't like that I love called They Look Like People, and They Look Like People has a moment where uh, yeah. Wyatt is looking at a picture of his girlfriend, and she's like that. She's freaky, but you know the movie ties into like his mental illness, and then later on in the movie. Uh, I think her name is Maya. Is he sitting yeah. with her, and they do that creepy CG thing? Her mouth doesn't open, but her smile gets really big. That yeah. creeps yeah. me out. That stuff creeps yeah. me out. So Kelly it's I'm just. I'm calling it dumb because I want Ghosts to, to, to stop doing it because it scares me. Oh, so you're I'm, trying to trick so, that. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Exactly.
3: So maybe that's your Make your out. analogous to to my thing with black
2: yeah but you're not scared of big right. eyes. you think they're dumb i'm scared of big mouths okay i find it terrifying tom's thinking tactically
0: he's assuming the ghosts <laughs> won't listen to this part of the podcast <laughs> right. Tom what he's up to. <laughs> all, all right,
2: right so tell one, out, the moment we've, we've all been waiting for we want to know what you think is the dumbest ghost trick ever done in a movie
0: mm, okay I, I pick between three uh okay in ghost the penny thing is one dumb thing that he does. But when Patrick Swayze is a ghost in Ghost, at the beginning, he notices that he can scare cats because the cats can see him. So he goes in. He, and this killer like follows uh, Demi Moore home. And Demi Moore is like, taking a shower nakedly or something in a bathroom. And like the killer – yeah, like you do. And instead of going to that, we watch this happen. And then the killer takes out a knife. He's going to kill Demi Moore in the shower because he couldn't find his laundry tag or whatever he was there to steal. So Patrick Swayze sees this is about to happen, so he goes up to the cat and screams at the cat's face and the cat's all "wah!" and like jumps <laughs> off and scratches the killer and then the killer's like Fuck! And then and then the killer runs away. Okay, hey. <laughs> first off, I don't know if screaming in a cat's face actually scares a cat. I think it just makes the cat think you're an idiot. <laughs> Like a big mouth or black eyes. The cat's like, "How are you doing? Black eyes, great, dude." B. He doesn't know that that, that the cat's going to jump on the killer specifically. The cat's just going to get freaked out. And then, the, and if the cat freaks out, and the cat does freak out, and the cat actually makes hissing noise like loudly, isn't that going to bring Demi Moore out of the bathroom into the to so the killer sees her, so it's even worse. And then when the cat scratches the killer. How does he know it's not going to make the killer more pissed off? Like, why is that going to make the killer leave? Instead, of just go fuck you,
1: the cat and Debbie Moore. Like, he's already got his knife out, and his reaction is, Oh, this cat, this cat's too powerful. Oh, oh, it's cutting my face. I gotta go. Oh, you die, I die, and then The killer runs away. So, I don't know why Patricia thought that was going to save Debbie Moore, but it was uh, That's all Demi he can, can
3: do. I mean, your your argument is with how dumb the scene is. But that's all that Patrick Stewart's ghost can do. Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Patrick Stewart sorry.
2: Thing is, it's William Shatner playing the ghost. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's, yeah, it's it works. It yeah, actually I, works. And besides, Kelly Wan, ghosts and cats have a special rapport.
0: Yep. Oh, so the, the cat knows. Oh, you're trying to scare me, so I kill the. I scratch the killer. Exactly. Okay, Patrick. Well, you and I are tight because of the whole pottery thing, and you're fucking. Tom's alive.
3: totally right about that. That's one of my favorite moments in uh, Constantine, <laughs> where he has the cat, and he's like, cats are perfect. They're half in and half out. And he holds uh, the cat in his lap when he puts his feet in the... I'm
0: in not the- really disputing that. I'm just saying, <laughs> tactically, if a killer's gonna kill your girlfriend, scaring a cat isn't necessarily gonna be a <laughs> but well, he He lucked right. into it
2: working this time.
0: He gets lucky a lot of times. The only time he gets unlucky is when he turns into a ghost, and he gets shot or stabbed or whatever he gets.
3: Well, that's the dumbest thing he did, but he did it as a human, I guess.
2: Yeah, that wouldn't apply for the three by three. Kelly Wand. Speaking of things that do apply for this three (laughs) by three. Oh! What did the listeners (laughs) send in?
1: Uh, most of them seem baffled as usual by my choice. Uh, We have a couple. Ben Halliburton writes, "Hey folks, it's Walton Goggins here, back with my favorite ghost doing silly business in anime. (laughs) Oh, he really did it too. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) You know,
0: I mean, they go to that much trouble. It is kind of like the ghost with the IV drip. You're just going to trouble in the. Are you saying?
1: I've included detailed explanations because you know I don't skimp on the fixins." Number three, Ghost in the Shell 2. Innocence. The soldier turned hacker Kim, who loves androids so much he's killed himself and uploaded his ghost into one trap. Section 9 operatives Batu and Togusa in a dream within a dream within a dream within a dream, where he talks philosophy with at them while trying to hack the Locus Solus security systems.
0: Oh, who can forget?
1: Locus Solus retaliates and fires. Prize gives prayed with a virus. Surprise with a virus. Oops, too many balls in the air at once, I guess. I didn't see dumb in that, but all right. I was a little busy. <laughs> Number two, Ghost in the Shell, 1995. The puppet master, a mysterious entity roaming the net, hacks into an android factory to assemble a body for his ghost, then uses it to get hit by a truck so that he can request political asylum with Major Makoto Kusanagi in Section (laughs) 9. If I get stuck like this. Which major was that,
2: Kelly Wand, in Section 9? That was Major Makoto Kusanagi.
1: While caught up in an argument about whether a ghost has a right to asylum, a section six operative absconds with his body. That's stupid. (laughs) Stupid (laughs) section six operative. That has nothing to do with the ghost. Whatever. (laughs) Over two. Number one, end of Evangelion. After the Human Instrumentality Project has been terminated, and Shinji wakes up next to Asuka on the shores of a blood-red sea, he sees the ghostly image of Rei, his dead mother's clone implanted with the fragment of the soul of Lilith. Notice the white people names. Go for water. She doesn't do nothing, just like she didn't do nothing when she appeared to him similarly in the first episode of the TV series. And Shinji works out his confusion by choking Asuka for a bit.
3: <laughs> what are we? <laughs> oh, Ben Halliburton,
1: I love you. Thanks for all the pods, and you all can count on me contributing plenty more in the future. Man, I mean Walden. Kelly, Wan, I think Ben Halliburton is your muse. <sighs> that was that wonderful. Mine was <laughs> anime. That was a
0: weird <laughs> Chuck stuff.
2: Josh Dublin
0: <laughs> writes somberly The baby. <laughs> T three, hey Kelly, I get separate. I'm a free free agent. I had a lot of trouble with this topic. <laughs> I really racked my brain for movies where ghosts do dumb things, <laughs> but mostly I came up with movies that had zombies or demons or something. I thought about all the ghost movies I know, like Ghost World. Ghost Ghost World doesn't have ghosts in it. Ghost <laughs> in the <shell. laughs> That's what's crazy about. It. Or Ghost Dog.
3: The <laughs> Samurai. <laughs> Yeah, no.
0: yeah, That's t- none of those have ghosts. Oh, that's his joke, I guess. See, I'm dumb. Good work, Josh. You made a fool out of Kelly. That's no easy task. <laughs> but it turns out none of those movies actually have ghosts in them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't read that far ahead. Josh, what are you doing to me? I wanted to let you know before you got further into your sentence, so you're welcome. Who names these movies? Anyway, that's why you get this crappy list. Boy, I just got pwned. We got to add all that out so Josh doesn't make me look like a buffoon. Like the last guy did. Number three. I bet nobody saw the terrible supernatural thriller 100 Feet. Oh, Tom knows what I'm thinking right now. I'm thinking of 50 people. It's Fam K Famke Janssen. Jean Grey from the X Men movies, under house arrest in the house where she killed her abusive husband, oh, who's a right.
2: ghost. Yeah, I do know this one.
0: Bobby Cannavale, you know, the bad guy from Jumanji, is in a... Anyway, the dumb thing the ghost does is that he even bothers to show up, which is the same dumb thing everyone else in this movie does, because it's terrible. <laughs> Wait, that's
1: the dumb thing the ghost does?
0: <laughs> Punish the wife, kill him. Number two. I thought of this one briefly. In Ghostbusters, a ghost drives a taxi. I mean, really. This is what you want to do with your eternal afterlife truck? Yeah, but he's driving it crazily into traffic like he's going to crash and kill that guy. So I didn't yep. see that as dumb. I saw that as destructive. Uh, I don't
3: even understand that scene, actually. I don't even. Like, so something goes into something the tailpipe, and then it looks like a zombie is driving the taxi.
0: Yeah. Right. That's not a ghost. Or is that no. how that goes?
3: Does, does the ghost take over the taxi driver? I don't understand what's happening.
0: The ghost was sitting there in the taxi all that time waiting for a fare with its skull face, and no one noticed. And then a guy gets in and goes, all right. And then the ghost is
3: like, ha ha, finally in. Yeah, but you see the purple stuff getting sucked up the tailpipe of the taxi. Oh, and yeah, then you, yeah. the guy gets in, and you see the you see the ghost look li- looking like a, a skeleton, basically.
0: It goes through the tailpipe up into his brain, right?
3: Yeah, and you're going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was that same year. It was the year of the tailpipe, Tinguis. <laughs> it's like predicted. year of the tailpipe. Yeah. You're not going to fall for the ghost in the tailpipe, Tinguis? <laughs> Number one. Okay, seriously, the dumbest thing a ghost ever did in a movie is at the end of Return of the Jedi. I thought of this one, too. I thought of you? yeah. I was really thinking of uh, Jedi <laughs> Ghost.
3: I was thinking of him. yeah. A okay.
0: certain point of view—that's uh, <laughs> a dumb thing for a ghost to do—is retcon. But anyway, <laughs> at the end, uh, also too. Luke just nods at them like he doesn't like the ghosts are at the barbecue, the ewok barbecue, and they're not even participating. They're just like standing watching it. And then Luke smirks at them like, you idiots. And then leave. Like he doesn't talk to them. He like he ignores them and goes, yeah, I got to go party with the ewoks. Anyway. Uh, And in Return of Jedi, Anakin's Force Ghost is supposed to be played by Sebastian Shaw, the actor whose face we see when Vader takes off his mask. But in the special edition, it's Hayden Christensen. Now that's dumb. You know what would have made it fine? Is if Hayden Christensen had just been CG'd into that part where Luke takes his face off. And then he's old, Hayden Christensen. They should have just redone that. Huh. Thanks, bye. Okay. Oh, God. Kelly reading things. Arthur Giovanna Jelly. Jesus fucking
1: Christ.
0: (laughs) Oh, my favorite words in the English language. Harry Potter. Number three. (laughs) White people anime. The only fun thing about reading the words Harry Potter, dingus, is it'll be something I don't know, so I'll be <laughs> learning something about Harry Potter. So it's kind of like you're you're reading the books in a way, without really getting credit. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. What was Tom's The Wand in the Willows? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it was Part 6.
0: Part 6. Harry Potter and the Wand in the Willows. The Ghost of Ravenclaw House. See, this is white man's anime. <laughs> it's even dubber. It makes anime look like genius the coast of ravenclaw house in the hogwarts school of witchcraft and wizardry is known by the students as the gray lady
2: that's the name of the new york times by the way is it yeah
3: yeah when it went out of business it was a submarine
0: in the final movie harry potter finds out that she was known as Helena Ravenclaw, daughter of one of the founders of Hogwarts, Rowena <laughs> Ravenclaw. All right, these commas are strangely placed right <laughs> there. That's an appositive. You put a apostrophe after the second Ravenclaw. Jesus! And that she was the one who stole the legendary diadem of Ravenclaw. Ugh. Sorry, <laughs> Asian listeners, it is pretty rough. The dumb thing that is Ghost played by Kelly McDonald. Ooh. Mm. The dumb thing mm. that Yeah, I know. I, okay. The dumb thing that this ghost, played by Kelly MacDonald, does oh, Tortuous is never tell anyone that she told Tom Marvolo Riddle, the boy who would one day take up the moniker of Lord Voldemort.
3: No.
0: I love that's such a that's such a stupid name to not want to say out loud because you're scared of it. I don't want to say Voldemort that's terrifying, Voldemort. Where she hid the diadem. Her decision to not tell anyone about this poor afterlife choice meant that Harry Potter could not find the diadem for a long <laughs> <laughs> And he needed to find it since it had been made into one of Voldemort's horcruxes and therefore needed to be destroyed before Voldemort could be defeated. If she'd come clean earlier, it would have saved everyone a great deal of trouble and perhaps spared a few lives. All right, I'll take your word for it that the ghost did something dumb and there was a ghost. <laughs> Number two. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. <laughs> uh, when Aragorn, son of Arathorn, Gimli, son of Gloin, and Legolas, no parents, tread the paths of the dead, <laughs> they meet the dead men of Dunharrow. Ugh. These rays were once men who, much like John Wick, refused to honor an oath they made to Isildur. That's so John Wick. The High King of Gondor <laughs> to fight by its side with the last
1: alliance of elves and men against the Dark Lord
0: Sauron and were therefore cursed. Isidore's curse forced them to linger in the mountains as ghosts until they're called – yeah, we know what they are. Aragorn treads the paths of the <laughs> – They seem to refuse to honor their host to try to bury him and his companions with skulls. And this makes sense. They want to remain ghosts forever. But as we see after the battle of Pelennor Fields, they actually desire to be released and allowed to be- to pass on given this their decision to initially refuse Aragorn and try to bury him <laughs> make absolutely no sense
2: <laughs>
0: yeah that's a good point good
2: catch that Arthur. is one of those things like why didn't they just ride the eagle that, that never occurred right. to me very good Arthur
3: yeah that's great that's
0: great I don't even know that they even do that in the book it's just the movie has to be longer and suspenseful but like nothing bad happens when they go in there It's like a, it's like you get a free slave army what's the problem if they wanted to break their curse, they should have jumped at the chance to help the welder of Narsil. Not risk an eternity <laughs> of phantoms. Yeah, Tolkien. God. <laughs> Aragorn. Number one, Ghost Rider. <laughs> well, Nicholas Cage is going to write. That was like the last Marvel movie that was lame, and then Iron Man was like the next year, if I remember right. Like, Ghost Rider went, all right, comic book movies, and then Iron Man. Everything since Iron Man's been killed. Okay, when Nicolas Cage is going out to ride out to fight Wes Bentley, Sam Elliott reveals that he's also a Ghost Rider and says that he will ride with Cage. We see both the Ghost Riders traveling to where Bentley is, but when they get there, Elliott says that he used up all of his power on the trip and won't be able to help Cage fight. I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) That is a- <laughs> <laughs> Sam Elliott gets out a horse he's all let's go together it's like at uh, War of the Titans when uh, what's his name Hades says to, this, says, to Lee, says let's have some fun it's like his enemy and then they're like yeah let's fight together and then he gets like worn out okay you gotta go it's just your character so Bentley. he just
3: gets tired I never saw Ghost Rider he just gets tired
0: yeah he gets tired
3: <laughs> he, he just wanna do the ride
0: why did you show up at the fight idiot. Bentley, who might also be a ghost, whose corporeal flesh was destroyed when he couldn't get into his spaceship fast enough. Why Elliot didn't just drive a car there and then use his powers to actually fight is completely beyond me. Just one of the many stupid things in the stupid <laughs> You know what? I remember that, and he's right, and I remember thinking at the time and going, what the fuck? Who wrote this shit? It's just like, I want... We should have Sam Elliott do a scene. All right. Well, we don't want him in the fight, so we'll just have him ride a horse in this one second unit footage. We <laughs> <laughs> the horse in we- <laughs> one. writes, Hey, guys, here are two instances of stupid things done by ghosts. Number two, the Frighteners. Cyrus and Stuart continue to work with Frank, despite how poorly he treats them, which is stupid. <laughs> 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 uh, number one, Crimson Peak. Oh, I couldn't remember the I was thinking about Crimson oh, Peak. Wow. Yeah, it just it's such a blur in my memory and I didn't want to watch it again. At the start of the movie, the ghost of Edith's dead mother I remember this, visits Edith and tells her to beware of Crimson Peak. This is stupid because it's vague and Edith doesn't understand the warning until she's at Crimson Peak, which is a little late. The ghost could have just said, beware of Lucille and Thomas Sharp. One of them will kill your father and try to kill you. <laughs> Thanks, guys, Chris. Yeah, that's true. Vagueness is dumb with ghosts. Every time ghosts are vague, it's dumb... But Oracles, I think, they want you to fuck it up. Like uh or the witches in Hamlet. No, not Hamlet, uh like Beth, when they're like, All right, yeah, you'll be fine till the or like Daenerys, like, you all have a kid when the sun raise, rises in the west. Like obviously that means some bullshit metaphor for something. Never mind. That's all we have. Thank you, listeners. Sorry I'm such an idiot at reading, you know. That's all. It's all the listener submissions. Alternates.
2: Awesome. Yeah, we got some. Yeah, they were,
0: they were. Good. They were some really good ones.
2: Uh, gosh. alter. So I watched another movie recently uh, with Martin Freeman and a guy named Andy Nyman, who I think wrote and directed it. And oh, was this Ghost? This- yeah, yeah, Ghost Stories. We, we almost did a podcast. I yeah, think. which unfortunately, it becomes clear as you're watching it, and afterwards I was like, oh, that makes sense. It's based on a play. Uh, Uh-oh. And it's it's, it's got this weird anthology quality to it, but the dumb ghost trick is the ghosts keep sticking their fingers in people's mouths. <laughs>
0: yeah, like, why? Yeah, okay. Here, here's why. They want to make they want to make other people's mouths bigger for, to because,
2: <laughs> because what we find out at the end of the movie is that this is all uh, like a hallucination or something by someone oh. who is lying comatose in bed and they've been intubated. And so they've got that thing in their ah. mouth and it's boring. Really, yeah. So, but there's a, throughout the, there's a couple times in the movie where the ghost, like that's the reveals, the ghost catches up with the person and corners him and is it going to kill him or Nope. It just sticks its fingers in his mouth and then leaves. And on course, that day, that's the scene. <laughs> Uh, So that Uh, was a dumb trick. I thought you
0: were gonna pick that one where the guy's a he wears a sheet for the whole movie called Ghost Story.
2: That's Casey Affleck. Yeah, I don't know. He doesn't even. The thing is, he doesn't do. There's nothing dumb that he does because he does nothing. He just stands there. Is that dumb? He stands there and just watches. Well, he can't do anything. He can't interact. Like to me, the sheet's dumb. He's literally there for like the end of time. Like time cycles around for him because he can do nothing. I think, doesn't he, actually, doesn't he write a note and stick it in a wall for uh, Mara Rooney? I forget. So you guys didn't see it, Ghost, uh...
0: No, you made it sound idiotic, so I skipped it.
2: What was that even called?
0: Ghost Person.
2: Because Ghost Stories is the Martin Freeman, Andy Nyman thing. It might be Ghost Story, yeah.
0: Ghost Dad is Cosby, but he doesn't do anything dumb. He's super smart. He has to, Hmm. he goes... Work. He mm-hmm. does a lot as a ghost. Like the, they don't even know he's a ghost. Like he goes to work and helps his kid do a magic trick. <laughs> he puts in Ghost Dad. Cosby takes out an insurance policy for himself after he turns into a ghost. That's how smart a ghost he is. But that's he, how dumb the insurance. Can,
2: yeah, he's already I, dead. What? I, how yeah. does that? Okay. I
0: don't know. It seems like he's gaming the system.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: That's a good thing to do when you're a ghost. Yeah. But that's not stupid. That's yeah. genius. That
2: would be a different he's three by three. A ghost. Right? Yeah. Uh, Other runners up
0: Uh, in Field of Dreams, uh, the ghosts play catch, not baseball, which seems kind of dumb. They should play a baseball game, which I guess you need another team for. And then also in the Poltergeist remake, uh, I kind of like the scene because it's funny as shit. But it's also annoying, too, because there's a there's a guy who's trying to drill a hole in a closet.
1: (laughs) Do you remember this part? Did you see it? It's terrible.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and the drill gets dragged through the hole. Like the ghosts just take it, and then they start drilling. They pull his arm into the <laughs> hole, and they start drilling <laughs> holes next to his face. But then they just they, then they let him off the. Here's your drill. Man. I just fuck with.
3: That. <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: it's supposed to be like the guy peeling his face off in the bathroom. Right, and, right. right, right. But it's so stupid. It's not. I don't know. Non-fatal drill hijinks are <laughs> not
2: sufficient. A dumb scare. thing that ghosts do, and also I hate this because it's also effective, is when they cross really quickly in front of the camera in the foreground. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, especially and the, when, when the when the character in the movie doesn't see them. See they it. just do it for yeah. the benefit of a jump scare for us in the audience.
3: That's and then John Carpenter's right. all... And that, that happens, yeah, that happens a couple times in Sixth Sense.
2: John Carpenter loves that shit. Too much
3: Just like Kelly Dolos, Cole goes to the bathroom in the middle of. It. He's he's afraid to go out of his little tent in his room to go to the bathroom. And he's but he has to go to the bathroom, and he's in there, and and a ghost crosses the frame, right. and and we, and he can't see it. It's it's just, but I, I kind of like it because it's making it an objective reality for us.
1: Yeah, I
0: guess so. I guess we have the sixth sense. It gives us the way we're the others. And the well, others. it makes
3: us. It makes us realize that this isn't. It's not a. It's not about a crazy kid. Or yeah, we're nuts.
2: I knew going in, I was watching a horror movie and not a mental illness movie, though. I didn't need that. I don't need the ghost being objectively well, real just to jump scare me.
3: Well, the the lead <laughs> character, the the star of the movie, is a child psychologist, so it's it's kind of trying to play on that.
2: I, don't, I still don't need it. I disagree with it. Don't do that. It scares I, me. It scares me. Anything?
0: It does. You're very uh, scarable.
2: Well, I, it's not the, I, every. it scares everyone. A jump scare scares, yeah. I mean, by its very nature, that's what it does. And when it's just he, a jump scare because the ghost really quickly moved in front of the camera. Like the ghost had done that like in the background. It, it would just be a, just a dude moving real quickly through a doorway or something. It wouldn't matter. But when it does it right up in front of the frame, just to scare you, and when the composer is complicit by doing a loud musical blare, yeah. cheating! Yeah. Don't do that, dumb ghost. Stop it. To me, it's
0: it's become really telegraphed though, and jump scares don't even work on me anymore because they you can tell when they're going to happen because the editing rhythms are always yeah, the same. you
3: kind of feel it coming. Like when anybody opens a refrigerator door and, and yeah. they pull in on it. Or put, or rather, the camera pushes in on the refrigerator while the person is looking in the refrigerator. You know, although, there's going to be something behind that door.
0: Although now they know we've caught on to that, and now they do that as a red herring. Yeah, they're, they're meta
2: gaming like, <laughs> it, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Same with the, just, uh, the the medicine cabinet, the mirror. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah uh, very good. Very good. So I, I think, um, as much as I love the scene, uh, first of all, the the Star Wars stuff, I think is totally dumb because. You know, Kenobi says, "I'll become more powerful than you can possibly." Right. I thought
0: of this. Yeah, I was circling around that too. Dude.
3: And and what he does is like tell a the couple position. stories and go and have a blue glow. <laughs> That's pretty powerful. Yeah, you know, you're great. You're gonna whisper in Luke's ear while he's flying.
2: Wait, does he, re- he double? Still- he 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 replaces the targeting computer. Like he subscri- He's a more effective targeting computer using his ghost senses, right?
3: What? No, he doesn't do yeah, that. Yeah, he, he's
2: the one. He basically encourages. Nope. He Luke. guides the photon torpedo into the the vent.
3: No, he does not. He does. happen.
2: It's totally what happens. Oh god.
3: Uh, um, I don't think Tom as, gets it <laughs> <the> force. <forest. laughs> just
2: saying
0: something.
3: And as, as much as I love the scene in um, in Beetlejuice with the uh, with the Harry Belafonte song, I just think it's a dumb thing for ghosts to do. Uh, I'm realizing that they're they're nascent ghosts they're they're trying to figure out how this whole ghost thing works, and so they're trying to use their powers as well as they can, but what they do is they they have a karaoke moment instead of uh, actually scaring people, so they they make everybody have a great time doing it by possessing them to do a Harry Belafonte song instead of actually scaring them. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think that's really dumb. But it's dumb in the service of the movie.
2: Kelly Wand, what about the ghost in Paranormal Activity? Who's underneath the sheet during the oscillating fan, and then the fan comes around and the ghost isn't there anymore? What about that one? Well, it's just it, it was it started getting cold. And instead mm. of going
3: boo, it's going brr.
2: First of all, not a ghost; it's a demon.
3: Oh, mm. so oh.
2: why are you... you? Oh, I'm tricking you. Like... See.
3: Uh, burn.
0: you're yeah. like a goat you just open your mouth extra
2: wide. <laughs> speaking of opening mouths extra wide dingus oh why don't you do that for us and tell us what the three by three will be in about a month from now
3: all right your favorite ladders in movies
0: <sighs> what about the formers uh. we have fun
2: uh, all right what if people are like yeah I have a great ladder scene do step think, ladders so, count? Do um <laughs> I, you know what I is you're making me glad that I just watched Skyscraper with Anna Nicole Smith.
3: Oh a, and she was here?
2: There's She's a ladder like a, scene. Character. There's a ladder scene in that movie that I might bring
3: up. I, mean, uh, no. I watched a bunch of movies lately that had ladders in every single one of the movies. And I just kept thinking, why are there so many ladders in these movies? And, and, and I just and just thought about the way ladders are used in movies. And uh, I needed a ladder recently and could not find one. Um, <laughs> and I will tell that story uh, a month from now.
0: It sounds uh, riveting. And I can't wait it, to hear
1: how it ends. It's,
3: it involves me being incredibly stupid. And it involves my son uh, saying something cool about me. So uh-huh. there you go.
0: Kiernan does have a lot of good quotes.
3: He does. He does. You're gonna,
0: you're, you're,
3: you're gonna, you're gonna love his quote, um, uh, and it does involve uh, a ladder. <sighs> Jordan and thinks so. This stuff anyway, if if, if, uh, if any of our listeners would like to write in about their favorite ladders in movies uh, or ladders used in scenes in movies, um, that would be. They write into quarter to three. Uh, good lord, three by three at quarter to three. Comments three x three at quarter to three dot com and uh tom i don't have the uh, date at my fingertips what's You're the basically
2: date? you have a month
3: yeah <laughs> you have a month to come up with ladders you'll come they a date saturday anymore. night and we will read them sunday night
2: and uh what are we gonna see uh in podcast on on next week
1: mama mia not those
3: please stop, no, mama stop me talking anymore. no no <laughs>
2: No. Diggus oh, and I for the life of us, Kellywan, couldn't think of what the last Mission Impossible was called. Do you know? Do you remember? Rogue Nation? Wow. 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 Nicely done. Kellywan, you've got a mind like a steel trap.
0: Ghost Protocol was the Brad Bird one.
2: Quit showing uh, off. Kellywan, quit showing off. Save it for next week. Yeah, what are you doing? Uh if you guys what? see Ghost or no Jesus. If you guys see but Mission six. Impossible uh uh six. Fallout. out Yeah, if you see that one, uh, and no. you have thoughts about it, send those to 3x3 at quarter to three dot com by August 5th, midnight Pacific, and uh, we'll include your comments in the podcast. So join us for that. I am Tom Chick. I have been here with Christian McCluskey.
3: It's Christian Murawski.
2: And Kelly Wand. Good night, John boy. One, two, three, not only you and me the 180 degrees
0: Call in between, one, 2 3 eat a every, get down oh, damn fool crusade uh, I could have done that you fucking mcgregor whatever bullshit i'm a ghost in the uh, drive
3: you don't even notice because I'm so subtle about it. i prefer that we be more capable and prepared than lucky. Observation, reflection, faith, and determination. In this way, we may navigate the path as it unfolds before us. All right, and we have, what, eight more recharge cycles to go before we get to Aurigai 6? Is that a question, yes, sir? Yes, Walter, that's a question. That is correct.
0: I was in, I uh, originally cast for the Ghostbusters. Uh, I was in the receptionist. Uh, they gave it to Thor because they said his glasses uh, were the right size. Fuck that guy. Fuck all these movies. Fuck everything. I hate all of you. Goodbye. (laughs) I can't believe Gosling was in my apartment, let alone the things he was upset about seem so arbitrary.
3: I'm scaring Tom! (laughs) Stop it! (laughs)